you mentioned to me that my mom visits there a lot. Uh, yeah, I remember doing that, yeah. Yeah, um, I actually, um, really need you to describe to me what my mom looks like, because I haven't seen her in a couple hours and I miss her. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the Hunter Script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. If I were to receive a balloon, I would want to just say, congratulations, you won a billion dollars. Oh my god. That's yeah. a great balloon. Yeah. yeah. And I also want it to be telling the truth. It is, like, if you won the billion dollars, though, is it, like, inside the balloon? Oh. Like, have you thought this through? Like a check inside the balloon? Yeah. Hmm. Or it's just like a really big balloon. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right. All right. Hey, you know what? I'll take either one. Okay. Okay. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And if I were to receive a balloon, I would want it to say, literally, <laughs> Trump has been impeached. Oh, right. Yeah. But the balloon, but, but the other main thing, the main stipulation of the balloons is that the balloons are correct. The balloons are magic yeah. balloons in which it's the truth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, why yeah. I'm like, I want him to be impeached. No, I know. I just like, mm. or, or poverty has been like solved. Eradicated. Yeah. That's a good like, word. That's a, that's a, that's a but eradica- word. Eradicated like has an implication that people who are like, like, have, oh. like are in poverty have been eradicated. I'm saying People who are, like, in poverty or who, like, need money. Like, money is all of a sudden available to everyone whenever they need it. Sounds great. Yeah, like, of the whole world, if you need money, you can have it. I don't think saying poverty has been eradicated implies that people died. Okay. Okay. Today we have words to say about episode 310 of Riverdale, The Stranger. Um, okay. So, a quick disclaimer. Both of us currently have the flu. (laughs) Literally. So, um, if... Our voices are a little more raspy, which I know that for sure they are. Um, and also, if you hear um, sniffling in the background <laughs> by accident, like, we're going to try and, like, keep that to a minimum. But if you hear it, like, um, it's just part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> we just, like, we're just going to keep it cute and fun and good and fresh yeah. and just be, like, really throaty and kind of uncomfortable yeah. sounding. <laughs> But we're professional podcasters. Yeah. They're like, hey, maybe you should uh, not podcast if you're sick. And we're like, the people want to hear it. The people want to hear our thoughts. And it's mostly just like, we want to hear our thoughts as well. Yeah. Uh, We just want to have a conversation. Correct. Yeah. Um, so what, did you figure out what the stranger was referring to? So if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode slash left before the outro, first of all, don't do that. The outros are really important. But, um, second of all, basically what I said was for the stranger, when we usually talk about what the title of the next episode is and what it references, um, the stranger on Wikipedia has literally like over 20. Oh, cool. Different, like articles. Okay, work. So we're never gonna know. Right, so um, today I went through a lot of the ones. I mostly took out a lot of the ones that were different languages, and I took out just, like, mostly the ones that were not applicable. Not really applicable. Ones that Riverdale probably wouldn't choose. Yeah. And there were a couple that I um, thought would potentially be it, but I I settled on one. Um, And it's pretty loose. Like, could be this, but who knows? Okay. But The Stranger was a 1946 American film. It is Orson Welles' third completed feature film as a director. Orson Welles directed movies? 
Yeah. You didn't know this about him? No. You learn something new every day. Yeah. We both went to film school, so what's your excuse? That I was in writing. Oh. So. Okay. We mostly just focused on breaking down screenplays, like, legally blonde. There was no lie in what I just said. I don't Excuse know. me, are you getting text messages? No, I'm getting messages, but I don't know how to turn off my sound in on iPad. Right there, on the side. No, I don't have one of those. Yes, you do. No, I don't. So, the movie is about a war crimes investigator tracking a high-ranking Nazi fugitive to a Connecticut town. It's the first Hollywood film to present documentary footage of the Holocaust, and the film entered the public domain when its copyright was not renewed. Stay with me. This is the, this is what it, um, the, like, what the movie's actually really about. And, like, this is why I kind of chose it, okay? Okay. Mr. Wilson of the United Nation War Crimes Commission is hunting for a Nazi fu- fugitive, a war criminal who has erased all evidence which might identify him, with no clue left to his identity except for a hobby that almost amounts to a mania. Oh. Okay, well, that's Hiram. I thought it was Archie. Oh, I- well, oh, the guys are, uh, who's... Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, erased all evidence which might identify him. So I thought, yeah. Except now they're getting it back. I don't know. Um, Brittany. What? Toot or boo? Toot. Yeah. I like this episode. Soft toot. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I had no problems, really. Well, I had a few problems. The only real problem I had with it was, like, Veronica. <laughs> she was annoying. Um. She made me upset. I didn't even actually have a problem with Veronica, to be honest with you. I did. So... I enjoyed it. Um, I actually, like, weirdly enjoyed the Archie stuff overall. You know, for an episode where I was actually mad a lot of the time, like, it was a, it was a good episode. I do want to, like, talk about, like, the complete destruction of Alice Cooper's character, but we'll get there. Yeah. Sorry for the sniffle. Um, now we're gonna talk, uh, really quick about thoughts from listeners, because our friend King's Token has written us. Yeah, King's Token kicked my ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they wrote a, a SoundCloud comment with an actual source to the CBC. Stop! That said um, that bears will attack people uh, if they have a dog. Like, I spoke, I was re-listening to our podcast, and I spoke confidently <laughs> about how bears would not attack people unless provoked. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I was like up on my high horse, like, talking about bears like I'm some kind of bear expert when I'm not. I've never even been out to the wilderness. I mean, like, the real wilderness. And King's Token was like, hey, by the way, this was, like, a basic Google search. And I was like, cool. 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 (laughs) Um, Another thing is that uh, King's Token has written to us before on the 100 podcast. Mm -hmm. And on the 100 podcast, we have voicemails. We offer voicemails in this one too, but no one ever writes to us about it except for King's Token. Um, so on our The 100 Podcast, people will send in emails and then audio clips of themselves reading yeah. out their emails. Voice memos. Yeah, exactly. So that we can uh, talk about that if they have more thoughts. King's Token wrote us an email and it uh, goes like this. Hi, I just listened to your 309 podcast and don't hate me but I actually liked Archie's storyline in 309. Although I do tend to love hallucinations slash dream sequences. I think they can tell you so much about a character. I find it interesting that Archie sees his friends as they were and not as they are now. He still views his friends as sweet and innocent, but he no longer sees himself that way. Like he is corrupted, but they are not. I also love that Fred is the voice of reason and kindness in his head. This just confirms the strength of their relationship. That Fred is his rock, and when he strays away from the values that his father instilled in him, it leads to his destruction. I do wish they had pushed this story back one episode. 
because I do agree with you that the quarantine would have made a great episode and a much better mid-season premiere. Sincerely, King's Token. I agree with all of that, yeah. Um, I think outside of my own extremely biased Archie hatred, yeah. the idea of hallucinations has always been one that I've really liked. Yeah, you can find so many details. And actually, I think I saw a take on this, and I apologize because I don't remember where I saw it, but that uh, the warden, I believe, had said that that was not the place where it all went wrong or whatever, yeah. and someone had this whole thing about how it must have something to do with what the his friends were wearing when he... Archie thought it all went wrong. Okay. Like, like Betty is wearing the dress in which he like rejected her. rejected her. Jughead always wears the same thing, but I assume maybe that's when um he they got in their their fight because he didn't go with him on the Fourth of July or whatever. Okay, and then Veronica's wearing the thing that he very first saw her in, so I don't know what that means. Like he regrets ever meeting her because he, if he'd never met Ronnie, then he would not be on the run for his life. Yeah, well, well, just going through my head, I literally was just like, oh, maybe it was the part where he like went into the closet with Ronnie and they made out in the pilot and everything. But she was oh. wearing something completely different. I no, believe. yeah, it was like their first meeting. Yeah, that was like after the homecoming dance. Yeah, she was totally wearing something different. So I'm not sure about that. If but I, I thought. It's an interesting take. Yeah. yeah. I think it's too it's too deep a take for a show this shallow. Right. And I say that with affection. Like, I love this show. I think it's stupid, but it's stupid in a way that, like, I, w- I will adore forever. Yeah. You know? Like, I love when things are silly and this show doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, it knows it's silly. Yeah. So, like, I love that kind of thought. I don't know if that much thought was put into it. If you guys have any thoughts on what we say this episode or even in previous episodes, you can feel free to send us a voicemail as well. Um, Our email is aficionadospodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, because we like having you guys, like, like, literally on the pod. It's really fun. Yeah, it's interesting to have more opinions. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys have thoughts and you're like, hey, actually, I have a personal... Uh, thought about mm-hmm. that, then great. And we love doing it on the 100 pod too, because sometimes like we focus, we try to focus on like broad stuff, but sometimes people have deeper dives into like more character motivations, like Octavia or something right. that we just don't get into. And so you guys can like go and be like, hey, actually I have more thoughts about especially Archie because we hate Archie so much <laughs> that like we have a hard time with him sometimes. This always reminds me of this one, like one of the things that I love about our Lost podcast is that we have guests. Mm-hmm. We had our friend Sarah on for an episode talking about um, a character that was in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and Sarah spent a lot of time in a wheelchair like for a few years of her life and if Sarah hadn't been there we wouldn't have had that opinion of that and it would have been a great thing for Sarah to voicemail in about or send us something about so if you guys find that you guys have uh, personal insights or even just regular insights we'd love to hear from you. Plus like Selena uh, Wilkin from Hypable made me not hate Jack for five minutes. (laughs) That was a big deal you know yeah she's a sniffly girl she really is okay what storyline are we starting with first okay so i think that okay so we split this into three storylines yes we did um archie and veronica which is the bulk of the episode we have the betty storyline and the jughead storyline um you did the betty and the jughead so i think although we'd rather talk about those last (laughs) since archie and veronica were the bulk of the episode we should probably talk about betty and jughead first i say let's start with betty okay Sure, why not? Okay, so, um, let me just, because the problem with Betty and Jughead's storyline is it goes in and out of each other's storyline. Right. So, give me five seconds. Do you want to start with Juggy, because his is the shortest? Yeah. I also integrated, like, stuff that was related to Juggy's plotline, so, like, when Tallboy calls Hiram, or, like, Hiram gets shot and stuff, like, I didn't know if you were covering that, so I just 
grabbed those anyway. Sure. Either way, we'll we'll talk about it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the core four in pops. So Archie orders a root beer float instead of a milkshake, yes. which is symbolic, I guess. Um, he's edgy now. Uh huh. He's weird. He's a weirdo. He's he's dark Archie. Yeah. Like, you know how like, dark Betty was a thing. He's yeah. Dark he's Archie. Darchy, one might say. Ew. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everyone talks about how different Archie is, but Archie's like, wait, tell me about you. Like, what did I miss? So what did I miss? What did I miss? Yeah. So here's what Archie missed. Alice joined a cult farm and banished Betty the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, who turned out to be a bunch of disgraced ex-nuns and Hiram's employee who were feeding kids these experimental fizzerocks and having them play G&G to keep them in line because, oh yeah, that whole game was invented there. Also, all the sisters are dead. Ronnie's dating Reggie and runs an underground speakeasy with questionable legality, moved out and then moved back in with her parents and spends a lot of her time keeping her creepy dad away from her, who is now fond of wearing fur jackets. Jughead remembered that he was a serpent king and banished Fangs and Choney from being this cool gang after they broke some laws when the whole town was in quarantine because, oh yeah, the whole town was in quarantine, but Fanks is a double agent actually and working for Jughead to infiltrate the Gargoyle gang, which you've probably never heard of because you've missed so much this season, Archie. Oh, and your dad hooked up with your girlfriend's mom in high school. They were part of a renegade roleplay gaming group and literally ended up in like three murders. And also, Shara waterboarded her mom with maple syrup. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> Um, so that's everything that he missed. I don't think they're gonna have time to catch him up. So yeah. Archie, you're just gonna have to use context. Yeah, first. you know what? Yeah. I'm just like, honestly, I love that because then they're just like, honestly, Archie, like, you didn't miss much. And then, like, are they're gonna, like, bring things up, like, <laughs> randomly. He's gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> like, they keep bringing up the gargoyle gang and he's like, whomst? Who? Like, it never occurs to him to question what the hell the gargoyle gang is. Yeah. Or who the gargoyle king is. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, sure. Sure. Anyway, back to the episode. Mm. The serpents are going to protect Archie and, by extension, uh, Fred, which we get to watch later. Veronica mentions that Pops was shut down through the quarant quarantine. Why? Oh, gosh. What an interesting plotline that'll never get explored. Why would she say that? If, like, like that makes no sense. I don't understand why. I think to why. prevent looting. Oh. Like in the riots. Yeah. Oh. But in my, like, here's the thing. That's either a throwaway line to talk about, like, to just kind of address, like, what happened during the quarantine, or at some point this season, we'll get a flashback to the quarantine. Okay. I oh, would love that. I would love that. I don't think we will, because, like, there's no big mystery of, like, what happened during the quarantine that would, like, warrant it. Uh -huh. I just want it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay, uh, Jughead is hot on the trail of the Gargoyle gang, thanks to Fangs. And he thinks that Hiram is under the mask. And then he's like, hey, just no offense, Ronnie. Ronnie's like, no, it's cool. Every time that anyone is in any danger, I just suspect the people around me of doing it. Yeah. So I'm used to my dad being accused of murder. <laughs> Betty's like, same. Yeah. <laughs> Jughead's like, same. same. Archie's, and Archie's like, like, my dad's pure. Yeah, Archie's like, sorry, I have good parents. Yeah. My bad. Um, Betty randomly brings up the SATs, even though no one has said a thing about them all season. Yeah. It's just suddenly, the SATs are here, and it's like, I love how ridiculous that is. Thank you. What time of year are the SAT? I don't think we had us. We don't have SATs we don't, in No, Canada. we have provincials, and we just take them at the end of the year. Yeah. Betty's debit gets declined, and Ronnie has a spotter for the milkshakes, but we'll talk about that later. Listen, I'm like, so, like, literally when our, when, sorry, literally when Betty was like, oh, it's almost the SATs, I was like, oh, well, Archie's gonna have to start over. Like, he's gonna have to start again next year and, and do grade 11 again. Because he's in grade 11. And then Weatherby was like, listen, Archie, like, I think you need to start over. And I was like, I think he does too. I fully expected when, uh, I know this is in the other storyline, but like, she, it's kind of brought up now. And then Betty's like, I'll help you study. I'll help you study. I'm like, Betty, where are you, dude? 
Okay, hang Where's on. Betty? Should you not be like, so, yeah, start over. Like, that's the best thing for your education. There's a couple different times that you can take the SATs. Oh, okay. I'm looking at, like, the test dates that are posted for, like, 2018. So it's like, Archie, what are the stakes then? Take yeah. them sometime other. Sometime exactly. Time. So, like, you can take them, in 2018, you could take them August 25th, October 6th, November 3rd, or December 1st. Okay. And then they don't start again until March. Gotcha. March, May, and June. So, so it's, it's before Christmas in this timeline, right? Yeah, so it must be December 1st. Okay. But um, you have to register for the SATs, and I'm kind of doubting that Archie registered for yeah. the SATs. But, so we're just going to let that go. Sure, just gonna, We're going to let it go. So next in the Jughead plotline, yeah. Juggy meets up with Fangs in their super secret cool dude bunker. Love that for them. Only leather jackets are allowed to be worn in there, just by the way. Yeah, also, That's by the, the way, code. that was Dilton's bunker and Dilton is dead. And they stole Dilton's Dilton who? Yeah. Yeah. Horton All Dilton. the doilies are, are dead. Who cares? Frick. <laughs> Rip. Okay, so Fangs is in with the Gargoyle gang. Finally. Yeah. And that took two hours. Yeah, it took like a long time for Fangs to get really good at selling drugs. Just kidding. He was great at it. Yeah. So the Gargoyle king is like, hey, you're really good at selling drugs. And Fangs is like, thanks. He's just so charismatic. You want to buy Fangs. Are you trying to him. say charismatic? Charismatic. Charismatic? That's what I said. Charismatic. And charismatic are two different things. Charisma. Charisma, Charisma. unique, disturbing talent. Charismatic. Charismatic. No! <laughs> okay, we're gonna be here all day if we do this. Okay. Oh yeah, so the Gargoyle King was like, hey, you're really good at selling drugs. And Fangs is like, thanks. And the Gargoyle King was like, you should come meet us for an inner circle meeting in Fox Forest because every dangerous thing that happens on this show happens in a mysterious forest. So I'm assuming that Fangs is getting this information from, like, whoever is, like, down a step from the Gargoyle King. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> like, we know that in The Serpents, like, the person who's, like, down a step from Jughead is, like, FP for some reason who's down a step. I don't... Sweet Pea and Fangs, or yeah, Sweet Pea and Fangs. Slash Tony are like Shoney, I guess. Yeah, not at this point, but in general, um, are like the next people down. So like, if it's like Jughead doesn't want to talk to you, talk to us, and we'll talk to Jughead yeah. or whatever. Obviously, we're not in the Gargoyles, so we don't know about that. But like, I'm assuming that's who he's talking to. But like, who is the person who's being like, yes, bring in Fangs, someone from the inner circle? Like, no, but I know, I know, but are, is I guess my real question is, is Tallboy or Hiram saying to bring in Fangs? Because oh, Tallboy for sure. Because it's just interesting, because Tallboy knows Fangs, and he's known him for, like, years and years, so is he like, bring in Fangs, of course, oh, I'm so happy that I also have another double agent buddy, or is he, like, planning on killing Fangs like he killed Joaquin, like... No, I don't think Tallboy's smart enough to figure that out. I think he saw Fangs and, like, bought Fangs' story of being kicked out of the Serpents, and he can relate, because he was banished too. So he's like, oh, okay, we've both been banished, like, we'll be in this gang together, get up here, you've proved yourself. Yeah. I just don't know how he possibly could not see that Fangs was, like, literally one of Jughead's best friends, and he's almost certainly a double agent. Because mm, Tallboy's dumb. Oh. Yeah. I really feel like Tallboy is had- of the... Weekend at Bernie's dead, but he's he's always been like he's always, he's been through so many different plots. So you think he must be so smart, but no. every time it just goes terribly for him. So he hid uh something at a friggin like why can't I think of the word dump? Yeah, he hid the head at a dump and didn't think to look and see if he was being watched. Mm. Why wouldn't he just like take it home if it was gonna be that? Mm. You know. So Jughead says, "Go go gadget racer, go to the meeting because." He's going to be safe. Fangs will be safe because he's going to have backup. Yeah. Serpents for life. 
Yeah. So... In unity, there is strength. In unity, there is strength. Don't. Stop it. Also, hey. Hey. Speaking of this du- stupid-ass freaking hand signal, yeah. um, somebody was, like, gifing um, all of the times that, like, people done have the done that. fingers. And there are, like, moments where, like, in the background, if you, like, are watching the blurry people in the background, they're, like... Oh my god. And by shout that out I mean to those really dedicated extras. When, that it's Jordan. Oh my god, shout out to Jordan. It's just Jordan. So Fang shows up to his first gargoyle gang meeting and like he's nervous. nervous. I don't think it's his first one. It's his first one with the actual gargoyle. It's his team. first one with the inner circle. Oh, okay. I you interrupted my joke. Oh. I was gonna say, like, it's his first day of school and he's really nervous. He's always nervous. Yeah. He can't do anything. He's a really right. nervous boy. Yeah. He's really nervous for a guy who's been accused of murder twice. I just I just wanted to say, I listed all of the problems that Fangs has gone through uh-huh. over the past year, uh-huh. and now it's like, a, a girlfriend gets murdered, yeah. accused of murder, yeah. shot, yeah. Uh, kicked out of the serpents because selling drugs because mom got sick, yeah. and now actually commits murder. Yeah, it's he hasn't had a great year so no. far, I think. But at least he has his good friend Sweet Pea to help him put pillowcases on. His boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's really obvious. Um, So if you care to pause and look at the gargoyle masks, yeah. I feel like it's so obvious that they're just Thanos masks from Infinity War that they stuck, stuck horns on. Uh-huh. So I feel like if you want to, just go back, take a look, and be like, yeah, that's Thanos. Because it fully is. Do they make those? Do they make Thanos masks? They heckin' do. I Google them. Okay. Mm-hmm. In canon, though, who supplies these masks? Like, you say, you always say, like, go check Kinko's, and you'll know who's yeah. making all of these freaking who's, gargoyle masks. Who's making things. the gargoyle masks? And it's like, what? Halloween store is always sold out of gargoyle masks. Exactly. Why don't they just go to the Halloween store, and they're just like, who's buying all these gargoyle masks? They're like, let's check the tape. Done. Okay, we'll see... But this is okay. So here's my theory. Then uh-huh. it's not suspicious if you go and buy Infinity War merch. Oh. So you just buy a bunch of Thanos masks, and then they get their DIY on. Gotcha. I figured it out. So Fangs kneels before the king and is about to get freaking branded. They say that it's like the the symbol of the king, but it's just it's it's just, just a, a pair of horns. It's a K in in the rune, like the TGK rune. That's a K. I thought it was a pair of horns. It is, but that's what a K looks like. I'll wow. show you. No, I know what it looks like. Oh. I can see it in my mind's eye. Yeah. Wow. It's just a K. <laughs> like here's the thing. All we've done, <laughs> we just see a lot of G's. All over the place. Like, all over the place, we've just been seeing a lot of G's, and that's a K. Okay, so imagine that Fangs had actually, like, gotten the brand, and there's, like, a K on his body. Whenever Sweet Pea texts him and friggin' irritates the crap out of Fangs, Fangs just sends him a picture of the brand. Okay. And then just, like, a period after. Okay, thanks. I just wanted to say that the way that you just acted it out made it seem like um, it was branded onto his butt. Yeah, that's literally what I was thinking the whole time. It was like, it's, like, on his butt or, like, on his side. Right. I don't, where were they gonna brand him? Right here. Right where oh, okay. they branded Archie. Oh, all right, okay. Except, at least it's not sacrifice. At least it's not that real. Yeah, it's like, know? It, it's, it's okay. But this also reminds me of Nixium. Like, it seems like they're taking a lot of these cult things from Nixium. Yeah. Um, which I've brought up before, but if you want to check out the CBC podcast on it, it's really interesting. Um, I want a Netflix documentary so bad. Yeah. It. So, uh, yeah, that's another thing that they took from Nixium yeah. is branding people. Which is super neat. Yeah. And wasn't it in Nixium that only the inner circle around, like, Alice and Mac got brands? People who, like, were basically, like, sex slaves for them? It was only women, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, this is only men. Neat. So, Fangs is like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm about to get branded. And he's fully, like, gonna let it happen. Like, yeah. that's how far he was gonna go for the serpents. He was gonna let it happen. But then Jughead and his merry men roll up and take everyone out. Did you hear what Jughead said? Um, 
Sweet Pea protect fangs. Sweet Pea get fangs. Yep. I am cry. That's yeah. my literal note. Sweet Pea get fangs. I am cry. Yep. I also like that, like, FP rolled in. He was like, excuse me, an adult is here. Hello, it's I. So they finally get to the Gargoyle King. And it is time to unmask the Gargoyle King. Oh my god. And I have a story for you. I'm so excited. Because when you and I were watching this, and they lift the mask off of the Gargoyle King, I was sitting there and in my head I was like, is that Stephen Amell? Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, what? We were talking about how it was going to have to be a big reveal, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, did they get Stephen Amell for <laughs> Turns out, No. It's Tallboy. It's Tallboy. And then Robin had to remind me what happened with Tallboy because he's been gone for so heckin' long. Uh, yeah, I guess it's been- It's been a while. season two, but it's, it's not- It's been a minute. At least it's not, like, a full season. But I remember being like, I thought Tallboy was dead, right? And you're yeah. like, what? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, which one's Tallboy? Um, I was like, maybe I'm misremembering, but I'm pretty sure Tallboy is dead. So we were told that Tallboy was the second Black Hood. It says on his wiki that he was the one who was shooting up the town hall, because mm-hmm. we know that Hal wasn't the Black Hood at that point. And he was also the one during Riot Nights who tried to shoot Fred, but she- Fred was wearing a bulletproof vest. But the person who told us that was Sheriff Manetta. So Oh, yeah, not the most reliable source. So I Tallboy was the guy who shot Fred? No. The second time? Oh, the second time, yes. You mean during the debate? No, Fred wasn't shot during the debate. He was shot in his house. Like, that guy showed up during riot nights and Archie was like, ah! Oh, that's right! Yeah. So, I don't really know. Either way, Minette is the one who told us that Tallboy was dead. Um, so I guess it tracks that he's not dead, because no body, no death. Hmm. But now, unfortunately, body. body. Death. <laughs> Which is a joke I made about Archie. And yet. Oh, we're gonna have words about that later. Great. Guess who's back in the house? Heels click clacking about. Fine, fresh, feminine, styled to eleven. I'm divine, so heavenly, gentlemen sweating. It's time across the board, no doubt. Body like wow. We have to stop. So, do you want to go down to the bunker? Yes. Cool. So we're in the bunker. Yeah. We we climb down the ladder. Uh huh. Um. FP punches Tallboy in the face. Classic. It's what he deserves. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Remind me. Mm. Tallboy was not the same guy who was serving drinks of the White Worm and knew Alice's drink. That's Hog Eye. You can see how I got that confused, though. Kind of, but if you're paying attention, Hog Eye is a really nice person. No, I'm sure he is. It's just like Tallboy and Hog Eye, for some reason, have the same energy in my brain. Oh, okay. Um, you're wrong. Okay, cool. Okay. Tallboy says he was in Athens. Tallboy's evil. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Hog Eye's a good person. Okay. Who, like, I'm pretty sure. Where that, is like, he? Um, I think FP was, like, saying, like, pretty recently that, like, Hog Eye saw you do this or whatever. Damn. So Hog Eye's around. All right, fine. So Tallboy says he was in Athens, not Greece. I guess- The other one. I guess that town was more relevant than we thought. But I'm just, like, I wish- I, I wish we either could figure out or they would tell us why they chose the name Athens. Because because Athens is in Greece. Like, Athens has so much connotation about Probably Greece. Probably it's another real place. No, I know, but I'll, uh, but it's like, it's in Greece. No, I'm saying, like, in the uh, on the East Coast, it's probably oh. a place. Mm. Yeah. But, like, it like has Athens, so many- New York, maybe? It has so many, like, connotations, like, about Athena and everything. Like, like it's sad that it's so barren and garbagey now because Athens is supposed to be, like, this great- It's not supposed to be a small town. It's supposed to be a huge hub of everything. Did you read Percy Jackson? No. Oh, I did. Well, and- there's an Athens in, like, a lot of states. Okay. Georgia, Ohio, Alaska, Texas, even in Ontario- they could have been up in Ontario by then. What? No. Why? On the farm with Lori? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They were, like, on their way to Toledo. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm just wondering why they chose the name Athens. 
That's fun. It. Yeah. So then Tallboy says some creepy stuff about Alice to FP because it was he and the stupid gargoyles that broke into her house that night. And FP like winds up to punch Tallboy. I'll and take then it. Jughead steals the punch. I was like, are you kidding me? I ha- We've had no snake parents content lately. That was the one bit we were going to get. And then Juggy was like, kid blocked. I loved that. I thought it was so funny that he was like, I'm going to talk about gross things about Alice. And I was like, oh, FP's about to get him. And then he's like, also, I'm bringing up Betty and calling her a bitch. And then Jughead's <laughs> like, like, my turn. And I'm like, you know what? That's fair. FP did just get a bunch of Yeah. Yeah, it was Jughead's turn. Mm-hmm. Jug says that he knows Tallboy is working for Hiram and he's going to help them take him down. Mm. Freaking doubt it. Mm-hmm. Tallboy decides to taunt him about Joaquin instead, which sets Sweet Pea and Fangs right off. Oh, like, they literally, like, go at him. But, like, Jughead, I love that his conflict re- conflict resolution is hug them. <laughs> like, he literally, like, turns around and just embraces. <laughs> Brittany, I'm so pleased with this moment. Because Tell me why. did I not, like, when Joaquin died, slash, like, when Joaquin, um, like, defected and went to the gargoyles instead, did I not specifically say, I wish that they would talk about Sweet Pea and Fangs' relationship with Joaquin more. Yeah. Because Fangs says, like, on one of his first episodes when he says to Kevin, I knew Joaquin, Joaquin was my friend. Mm-hmm. And I was just hoping for more from them about Joaquin because we knew that they had a history. And I got it. And yeah. I'm so happy. There's even, like, a part where Jughead has already started talking. Mm-hmm. And all you can hear is Fangs just yelling, Joaquin! And I'm like, why are you just yelling his name? I, I think what he says is, um, he killed Joaquin. Oh, okay. And he, so he, basically what he's doing is saying, like, why are you stopping me? Yeah. He killed Joaquin. Exactly. He deserves to whatever. But I like what Jughead does here, like, where he uses their anger as a weapon. Yeah. He's like, if you want to live, you can tell me, or I can let them just beat the crap out of you. Do you think that- that Joaquin defecting and becoming a gargoyle and actually being really loyal to the gargoyles is one of the reasons why Tallboy is uh, interested in bringing Fangs in because it's happened before. Maybe, um, yeah, that might help. That might have helped him trust like what had happened. Yeah, but then Joaquin wound up, of course. Dead. Dead. Yeah. So, if anything, that would make him more suspicious of defecting serpents. Right, because they'd be like, um, not about it. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm misremembering, but, like, the tall boy that I remember, and I know that, that he obviously changed throughout season two, but, like, at the beginning of season two, he was, like, really respected and really important. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, I think he was, like, the number two to FP, really, tall boy was, and then, and then he started doing some garbage crap, but, like, this tall boy, obviously, I just think something happened to him. I think he's been brainwashed by G&G slash been brainwashed by Hiram because this isn't the tall boy I remember. But being banished from the serpents and being kicked out of the only home you've ever known will do that to you. That's, That's fair. more than enough motive to just be like, well, screw the whole world. That definitely happened to Penny. Exactly. Um, but Penny started as kind of a loose cannon, though. You know. But who's to, to say, say the tall boy wasn't also a loose cannon? He did do the statue. And he, and he just hit it. Exactly. Really well. Yeah. Okay, so tall boy's like, okay, I don't really want to get beat up by two teenagers who are like really overpowered. So, um, I can get to Hiram if Jughead has something that Hiram wants. Hmm. What could Hiram want? I know that we're not there yet, but do you think, and it wasn't played this way, so I'm wondering, hmm. do you think that, that that was one of the reasons why Fangs shot Tallboy? No. Because it wasn't played like that. It was no. playing like, I'm so sorry, it was like a, an actual accident, but I mean, I and think- I don't, I don't think that Sweepy and Fangs are going to get like 
at, at like this much, but like I I could see it having been like let's pretend it was an accident. He killed Joaquin. I think it's part of the reason why Fangs might not feel as bad as like yeah he would if he'd accidentally killed someone else, right? But I don't think that plays into why he killed him. Okay. So Jughead goes to Hiram's ultimate weakness, Archie Andrews. Mm -hmm. Imagine Archie Andrews being anyone's weakness. Hmm. I cannot relate. Anyway, he says he needs help. He's holding Tallboy hostage in the bunker, but they need Archie's bait. And Archie's like, dude, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Like, he literally says, say no more. And I'm like, finally, I love when Archie and Jughead are actually friends and team up and stuff. They're on the same page. It never happens. Yeah. On a show... Where the comics are a lot about, like, that friendship. That almost never happens. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. So, Tallboy calls Hiram and says that he has Archie. And the serpents are, like, holding guns to his head. There's a- It's a really great, um, foreshadowing. Because Fangs is the one who fully has a yeah. gun to his head. And Sweet Pea's, like, just holding a phone. He's just yeah. holding the phone to his face. The thing that shocked me was that we almost never see serpents, like, armed like that. Right. They're always, like, they bring knives to a gunfight. That's so true. Yeah. A and Cheryl, who brings arrows. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that they were actually, like, like armed up was, like, kind of shocking. Mm -hmm. So he says, um, hey, Hiram, um, I have the Red Paladin. Can you come meet me? And Hiram's like, okay, boo, I'm gonna come because you have my, like, my ultimate, like, weakness with you. But then he hangs up and he kind of looks like he's not really, like, buying it. Do you think that this, that, that what happened with the gargoyles them stealing who the gargoyle gang thinks is their gargoyle king is gonna have any repercussions or consequences for fangs no you don't think so no i think realistically there would be realistically but this is not a show where realism applies yeah so bold of you to assume that there would be any sort of logic here yeah so it is now time yeah to meet the man in black mm. it's a dark bridge there's fog it's just vancouver on a weeknight. It's dramatic. Yeah. Jughead, FP, and Archie are all there in their waiting. FP is in the Gargoyle King suit. A Classic. sight that I didn't know was gonna be, like, kind of cool, but it kind of was. Okay. Archie is kind of, like, faking having his hands behind his back, but he's, like, not bound. So he's just kind of, yeah. like, and then he just, like, pulls his arms out. And just I'm like, stands up. How is anyone supposed to buy this? So, so the man in black approaches and everyone's like, oh my god, who is it? Who is it? Is it gonna be Hiram? No. It's Once again, Claudius. we are shocked by the twin of a dead man, mm -hmm. who is also now dead. Rip. So FB says that he's gonna make a citizen's arrest? <laughs> On what grounds? I literally, like, laughed out loud when I was rewatching today, because Hiram's like, yes, hello, um, yes, unfortunately Claudius was arrested, and I was like, for what? Yeah. For showing up on the bridge at the good time? Yeah. Like, what are you re really arresting him for? Because they called him to be like, I have Archie Andrews. Archie Andrews is a free man. Yeah. If anyone's gonna be arrested, it's the three idiots trying to blackmail a person. Also, like, I know Hermione said no to making Claudius the sheriff, but, like, is Claudius not, not the sheriff? I thought Claudius was the sheriff. Like, like, FP's like, I'm making a citizen's arrest, and Claudius is like, I'm the sheriff, you idiot. Yeah. Like, but no one seemed to- I mean, he was kind of outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah, you had, like, Lughead, Jughead, and then Handsome. So. Lughead, Jughead, and Handsome? Yeah. Lughead, Archie, mm. Jughead, Jughead, <laughs> Handsome, FP. Oh, man, I thought that Archie was Jughead. I'm done with you. Literally, my only note on the scene where Hiram's, Hiram gets shot mm -hmm. is Hiram is smug and then gets shot. Sure does. That's literally all that happens. He's just like, I always, I'm always one step ahead. Actually, have questions. I actually have questions. Because is that part of the Jughead storyline, though? Eh, sure. Okay. 
But then it kind of turns to Veronica and Archie's because then they're like, well, did you shoot my dad? That's why um, I'm like, I can go to the next Jughead scene if we want to do that instead. We can talk about this now because okay. I do have questions about it. Claudius got arrested. For what? Question mark. Isn't he the sheriff? Uh, Hiram sent him instead. Okay. Now, I think, I think that I'm going to answer my own question. Go ahead. I thought this was an interesting kind of thing to think about. Okay. When he's talked on the phone, when we were watching it the first time, we thought, oh, he's talking to Hermione because he says Mia Moore. Mm-hmm. But that's not clear. No. He could be talking to Kelly Ripa's character, who he is his be. mistress. Did he get shot by Kelly Ripa? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what her real I, name she is. She doesn't have a name! I'm just going to call her Kelly Ripa. Or was he talking to her on the phone? How else would he have gotten to the hospital, though? Like, it, mm. unless he was on the phone with it, Hermione. Yeah, so then it had gotten. to be Hermione, or someone heard a gunshot. Right. So, either no. way, unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond our control, Hiram is still alive. Like, here's the thing. We're, I feel like we're supposed to be like, oh my god, who shot Hiram? Oh my god. But, like, we're both pretty convinced it was Kelly Ripa, so it's, yeah. like, not even something we're, like trying to figure out. And I want you to know that I'm on her team. Okay, yeah. 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 Like, Kelly Ripa's like, I'm gonna shoot Hiram, and I'm like, good for you. I do want to know what, why now, though, I would like to know. Like, yeah. how long have you been with him? You should know that he has a wife and family already. Yeah. I feel like, as a child of divorce via cheating, I can tell you that they usually don't really care about that. Or yeah. they do care, but they manage to bury that guilt. And that's so convenient for them. That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. what's the motive in, like, why yeah. now? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Okay. So, Jughead heads down to the bunker. Yeah. And this shot is so funny to me because before we see Jughead, it's an outside shot of, like, the well. First of all, it looks like the well from the ring. And the sounds coming out of it are terrifying because it's, like, it's just Sweet Pea and Fangs yelling. Yeah. But they're kind of sobbing yeah <laughs> i'm like guys they're just soft and they don't mean to do bad things but bad things keeps happening robin they're gang members still they don't <laughs> they feel bad every time things happen so jughead finds bangs and sweet pea with a super dead tall boy in there and like they're just going it was an accident it was an accident and then like four times in a row all sweet pea says is what are we going to do, Jones? What are we going to do? And I'm like, how does he know? He just got here. He's the king. He just got here. He's the Give king. him a minute. But that was so funny to me. Like, Sweepy just kept yelling at him. And I'm what like, do do? what do I do? What do I do? They were probably just like, um, yeah, can you just ad lib whatever? And Jordan was like, oh, I can only think of one thing. Yep. yep. <laughs> Jughead decides to solve this whole tall boy being murdered problem the only way you can in Riverdale, throwing a party. I'm very confused about this sentiment. Like, clearly it's, like, fixed because it's, like, FP's the sheriff, who cares? Um, and FP can, like, just not do it. How does the party solve this problem? Exactly. That's my question. It's, like, Jughead doesn't know that FP's the sheriff. So, like, what was he planning? Like, what what was the real plan? What was the actual plan? Because he, like, goes to the party and he's like, guys, just chill out. We're gonna figure this out. Like, I originally thought they were gonna, like, set something on fire. I thought that they were gonna weaken and burnies him. I thought Explain that, please. I don't know what that means. Weekend at Bernie's is basically, um, oh, have dead guy going to party with dead guy's body. Like, dress him up and make people think he's alive, but he's not. Why, so would, like, why would they do that? I don't get it. Because they're stupid teenagers no, who decided why to solve in, a problem. In Weekend at Bernie's, why did they do that? I don't remember. I didn't see it. I just know the sto- the plot line. Like, what does that fix? I'm very confused by this. this okay, while well, you look that up, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay. Did you find out the plot of Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah, this is messed up. Yeah. That's, like, super disrespectful to the dead. Yeah. I think, okay, so basically, it seems to me, and I also have never seen this movie. I think it was a book, too. Uh, it doesn't say that. Okay. Basically, what I've gleaned from literally just skimming this Wikipedia page is that there was this guy named Bernie who throws, like, parties all the time, and then Bernie gets murdered 
by a hitman, but they still need to have this party so that nobody knows that he's dead or whatever, yeah. because otherwise everyone's going to show up to the party and be like, where's Bernie? So they, like, put him in sunglasses and just pretend that he's still alive. It seems like there's maybe a scene in which, like, the girl who had a crush on Bernie doesn't realize he's dead and then has sex with him. Oh, ew. Okay, gross. Neat. At least that's what I'm getting from this Wikipedia article. Who wrote this movie? Uh, Robert Klein. Ew. Yeah. What's up, Robert? What's good? What's going on in your uh, brain there, Robert? Yeah. So... I feel like that's not what they were going to do because they don't need him there. Like, they need... Because they... Because no one... What Jughead says, like, no one knows that, that Tallboy... Like, Tallboy's supposed to be exiled. But you can see why my brain went there. Yeah. Okay. So, now we're back from the weekend at Bernie's break. Yeah. Okay, so at the party, mm-hmm. like, when they go through the whole, hey, he's dead, we're screwed conversation. Yeah. Which we kind of just covered. Yep. So, Jughead jumps up on a car and calls all attention to him. Again, not sure what this is supposed to like signify yeah he says they have a lot to celebrate they got the gargoyle king Hiram's out of commission and Fangs is back in town I guess um Shoney just weren't invited why is he acting like the gargoyle king is like done now like like all their problems are gone now like that doesn't make any well, sense because as far as he knows the gargoyle king's dead and Hiram's out of commission their problems are over why does he think Hiram's out of commission because he was heckin shot oh I don't know why I thought the Jughead just didn't know about that but I guess he would yeah they no probably- he definitely knew because he said J- Hiram's out of commission Oh, I'm done. Yeah. Um, yeah, you. Welcome back, Fang. Not usually. <laughs> Actually. Let me just get make uh, that okay, clear. Uh, calm down. Welcome back, Fangs. Frick Sh- Shoney's drag. Yeah. Who cares? I guess they're um out. Yeah. So, I hope they're having a great time in their mansion. Mm-hmm. The ultimate party crasher shows up in the form of the police. Yeah. Um, the boys are heckin' busted. They're back in town and they're already busted? Yeah. Can you believe it? Oh my god, I can't believe this. Can you believe? But then, wait, wait, wait. What's this? What's... Who's that man in the hat? He seems nice and handsome and has a good beard. The man loves a reveal. He loves... He loves a reveal. Yeah. That man would be great at Drag Race. So true. He, like, lifts his hat and he's like, ladies... And I'm like, hi, you seem nice. Hi, it makes no sense that you're the sheriff. Yeah, you're a criminal who's been to jail for being an accomplice to murder. Like, FP but you're the sheriff now. FP and Hermione had this plan ready? Apparently. Which I think is interesting, and I accidentally skipped over... Yeah, I guess I skipped over that scene, mm-hmm. but anyway. When they, um, when they go in, she says it's time. Yeah. So has she have she and FP been working together behind the scenes the entire time to take out Hiram? I was already down for like FP Hermione in like episode four when we saw them in that like alley. I was like, Wait, What's you mean going romantically? On here? I don't know. Because I'll kill you. Why? Snake parents for life. Of course snake parents for life. No, this but was before Snake Alice Parents. Alice has been transplanted into another human's personality, so I don't yeah. really yeah. this was this was before Snake Parents was That's even fair. a Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, they first interacted in 110. Yeah. This is 104, okay? Okay. So, I was like, what's going on here? Hmm, team, or, uh, um, hmm, adults. Team adults. Although, she was, like, on a date with Fred currently. <laughs> so, maybe that was messed up. Uh, um, oops. Either way, I'm just interested in Hermione and FP's relationship. And what's up? I want to know what's up, too. So, whether it makes sense or not, FP is the sheriff now. I'm fine with Okay, this. listen. So we were talking about all about how FP's the sheriff, FP's the sheriff. If you guys don't know, there's this episode coming up called Bizarro Dale. I think it's like after next episode, I think, or something. That's supposed to be like an alternate universe type of thing. 
I don't know how they're gonna make that make sense or whatever, but I, after we had like said, oh my god, FP's the sheriff, FP's the sheriff, it's like 100%, it's gonna be the truth, I was like, crap, it's FP's the sheriff in the alternate universe, doy. And then when it actually happened, I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like we get to keep that in this universe, because yeah. it's like, it's something so ridiculous where like an ex-con is the sheriff that you're like, oh, that can't be right. Yeah. But it's Riverdale. Yeah. So of course it's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's Jughead and FP and their whole storyline. Can I ask you a real quick question, Brittany? Yeah, of course. I love your podcast, and I love being able to listen to them for free. Yeah. But, um, is there any way I can make a monthly donation? That's a great question. Um, the answer is absolutely you can on patreon.com slash the Wow. Yeah. And you can literally donate, like, as little as a dollar a month if that's, like, what you're into. That's I'm only into a, that. That's only, like, three cents a day. Did you really do that math? 3.33333 cents a day. That's beautiful. Math emoji. Right. I meant to say math gif. Hmm. Right? I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, I'm right. You're like, I did that math. I mean, I'm not just, I didn't go to f***ing school for math. Neither did Kobe. Neither did Kobe. Kobe, um, would you like to donate a dollar a month to our podcast? Because no. I donate so many dollars a month to feeding you. Kobe says, I don't make any money. I'm a freeloader. This cat is the biggest freeloader of all time. Oh, Mr. Kobes. Hey, Mr. Kobes, can you answer a question about our podcast? Yeah, sure. Hey, Mr. Kobes. Um, can I also make a one-time donation? Yeah, of course you can. You if can... I'm not interested in using Patreon? Yeah, you can PayPal us at podcast at gmail.com. You can't. That's, that doesn't, there's no PayPal for that. It's just my PayPal. Cool, you can PayPal us at <laughs> gmail.com. No, don't say that. Don't say what my email is. Okay, if, yes, if you're interested in doing a one-time donation, DM us and we will work it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that counts as donations, and so we will send you a postcard every year, too. Yep. Yoink. Um, and a tax receipt if you want one. We can do that? I don't know. I just figure I can figure out a way to do that. That's a know. problem for you, then. I, I, I literally didn't go to freaking school for math. This cat is in my personal space. <laughs> this cat. Yeah, you're welcome. Is in my personal space. This cat. You've literally been blessed by is him. Is in my personal space. And so I hug him until he wants to leave. That's a good idea, actually. Just annoy him to death. I love you, Bob's. All right, Betty. Must we? I like. Here's the thing. I like Betty's plotline, but it, it involves weird Bizarro Dale Alice. Yeah, and I'm not for that. I love <laughs> using Bizarro Dale as a thing now. I think it makes perfect sense because it's the only way to explain Alice Cooper in this season. I don't know who this bitch is, but she is not my Alice. Yeah, regular Alice will like come out of Bizarro Dale and be like, "You took over my life." Literally, like they swapped places. So, whoever this farm clone is, that Alice like like, took over Alice's life, took all of Betty's money. We know because Betty's card was declined earlier. Alice and these crystals? I, and then, like, something that looks like a rosary but isn't. I, I get the obsession with crystals. They're so They're cool. pretty. They're cool, and if you can say also, not only are they cool looking, but they also give me good energy, then, like, go off. Yeah, I mean, I don't personally believe that they do anything for me other than make me go, oh, that's pretty. But, like, you know... As long as you don't put all of your scientific belief into thinking it's going to, like, cure cancer, then, um, seems pretty harmless. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have no idea what's going on with Alice and her mm. crystals. I just, you know, there's a lot of them. And they're not even, like, pretty. Mm. Yeah. So, what Alice did is she took all of Betty's money and she gave it to the farm as a tax-deductible donation. How many taxes can you deduct? Like, so many. Oh, we'll go off then. I hate this Alice. I don't understand what's going on. I feel like I want her to have 
like some kind of other plan where like she's keeping Betty's money safe by mm. putting it in the farm or something like that. And like I was kind of uh, there like kind of makes sense later in the episode, but for right now I'm just like what why did you do this? Yeah, like she's putting Betty's money in real estate, but like someone's going to be living there. Like it's not like you're it's not like you're flipping it like you're buying it and then making it better and then flipping it and then and then making more money off exactly of it. it's like someone's actually going to be like living there so yeah. like, what's the what's the point there and has to be something also putting the kids from the sisters back in the sisters even though the sisters won't be there is not going to be helpful for it their just recovery traumatizes them yeah and they're going to need money to like redo all of the decor in there because it's pretty Ugh. drab i one of the things in this scene that i thought was really weird and was a really big detail that was now being added do you know what i'm talking about um i don't know i'm not done the scene yet oh, okay go ahead so um betty says her college tuition was in there yeah and alice says oh don't worry because you can get a non-federally recognized education at the farm for free that's what i'm saying what so, is that what she said? Non-federally No, recognized? I was just making a joke. Oh, yeah. That's, just said you can get an education at the farm for that's, free. That's my question. Is you, so, so you're telling me I can get a college degree at the farm? In what? Alice, like, Alice went from being this mother with huge standards for her, both herself and her children, to you can get a crappy education at a farm by a cult leader for free. Like, at this point in this season, they're turning Alice into a villain. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, and I don't support it, and I really hate it. And she's almost worse than the villain she was in season one, because yeah. she doesn't have any, any, um, she doesn't have any, uh... There's no growth. They undid all her growth. Yeah. She's just getting worse. She's not getting better. It's like, it's not her decision, is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like, yeah. Like, there's no, there's no growth, there's no development. She's just spiraling deeper and deeper into this pit, and knowing Riverdale... They'll probably just be, like, have her, like, snap out of it, and I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, whatever. None of that ever happened. Whatever. We just needed somebody to do annoying things. Yeah. So, I don't know. But also, her education at the farm would not be for free because Betty's the one paying all their bills. Yeah. So. Shut up, Alice. Betty says that she won't join their cult. Same. Good. I hope she doesn't. Yeah. So then she's mad enough to go visit Sierra. Alice was able to take Betty's money because Hal signed off on doing it. And then Rebel Betty says that his signature was heckin' forged because she used to do it all the time. Hi, I'm Betty, and I tell lawyers that I commit crimes. Well, you're allowed to do that. There's attorney-client privilege. You can tell them any crime that you've committed. Sierra's like, ugh, don't tell me that stuff. I don't like keeping secrets. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's pretty good at it. But Betty says it was for investigations, and I'm like, cool, so you forged your dad's signature so you could go on a field trip to a museum? Yeah. Like, literally, what else would it even be for? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Thank God for attorney-client privilege, though, because Betty just keeps confessing to crimes. Betty needs to get Hal to sign an affidavit saying that he did not sign the paper and Alice needs to back off. And then she can have her money back. Yeah. So Betty has to go see her murderer father, which is so cute for her. That's cute and fun and good and fresh. So fun. So Betty goes to see the worst human alive, um, Hallibel Lecter. That's his name now. Okay. Thank you. He's happy to see her because he's garbage but she's all business ladies i think lachlan monroe is fantastic i literally said in here lachlan monroe is killing this like no pun intended i love all just like name a dad on this show and i'm like you're doing great not like the dad of the character but like the actor who plays him i'm like you're oh they're all doing they're doing incredible Mm -hmm. doing the most i mean look at the actress who plays um penelope yeah killing it every Mm -hmm. single uh natalie natalie yeah killing it every week because Penelope makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But you go onto her Instagram, and she's just, like, this amazing ray of sunshine. It's, it's amazing. 
So, um, turns out that his signature was forged, and Betty's like, um, I want an affidavit, and Hal's like, evil, so that's not gonna happen without some, like, tit for tat. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I said tit for tat. That's okay. Okay. Hal decides to randomly bring up the Gargoyle King for some reason. He's like, hey, I know we're having a conversation about this, but I don't really want to, so I'm gonna bring up the Gargoyle King. So, before we get into all of this, and we try and make sense of all of this garbage, can we both agree that Hal was lying? Yeah, they yeah. say he's lying. Okay, great. I yeah, just don't worry, be, I rewatched it. I just want to be super, super clear that we don't have to go in and, like, try and figure out how Hal knew whatever, no. and, like, how Hal, blah, 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 wasting our time trying to figure out, but he was lying. He was appropriating Gargoyle King culture. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing, if you're the Gargoyle King, you don't need a Gargoyle King manual. Exactly. Which, you know, Betty could have figured out, but whatever. Whatever. Speaking of the Gargoyle King, so... He brings up the Gargo King, I yeah. think, just to sound menacing, I guess. Like, he looks really menacing. Like, Lachlan Monroe, mm-hmm. good actor. Um, he's like, the king has killed 14 people, and Betty is like, neat that you also have heroes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he offers to help Betty catch the king, but Betty is just trying to plan her life, Hal. I'm just trying to plan my life, Alice. Okay, she just wants to go to school. Yeah. Hal throws his ace down. He wants the G&G manual, which is stupid, because he could just get it from Penelope. Right. But if... Betty gets him this, then he'll sign the affidavit. Yeah. Because she's just trying to plan her life. He, why didn't he just get it from Penelope? Yeah. It's like, I know he's trying to force interactions with Betty mm-hmm. and get her to come back, but he could have thought of something more clever than the G&G manual. Right. He could think of something that he can't get from somebody else. Exactly. So Betty delivers the manual and the affidavit for Hallibull to sign. Solid deal. He actually um, does sign it, which is a great sign that things are not going to work out the way they're supposed to, because this was too easy. Yeah, I literally was like, okay, Hal, like, I get why we gotta, like, move it along, because it's a TV show, but, like, shouldn't you read the things you sign? Yeah. They look pretty long, like, you want to make sure you know what you're signing. So Betty is like, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And Hal is like, um, I'm not cool with this being short visit. What if I bring up this really dark secret that only you and the Midnight Club know about? Another reason why we know that he's lying is because he's using the exact same verbiage as yeah. everybody else. Like, yeah. like it would make more sense if he said, like, I poisoned the cups. Like, I did but this. He says blah, chalices. Blah. He says chalices. Yeah. And everyone says chalices. So it's like, it's more realistic if if somebody actually knows things on their own accord, that they use different verbiage than everybody else mm-hmm. because then... They, they've made the story their own. Exactly. Like, from their own perspective. Right. So he basically is like, hey, I'm going to take credit for all of this because I'm an insane person. Yeah. He actually really wanted to kill as many of the Midnight Club as he could because they were all sinners. Hey, you know what is a really good way to kill members of the Midnight Club? Mm. Marry one of them, have children with them, move next door to one of them, and then just, like, have your life revolve around them for, like, years and years and years and do nothing about it. That's exactly what, when I was, when we were watching this and we didn't know that, like, Hal was lying yet, we literally thought this is what Riverdale was doing. And we were like, okay, I guess. I literally just went along with it. I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I love it. But, like, the the thing that made the least amount of sense was marrying one of the Midnight Club and then not killing her immediately. Yeah. Like, that didn't make any sense. But I do have a... Like, we know that one of his motives to telling Betty this stuff was that he wanted her to continue coming and everything. Yeah. But another motive he might have is that, like, saying that he kill- he's killing the Midnight Club, only one member of the Midnight Club is actually dead, and that's Daryl Doily. Yeah. Um, which was kind of implied that Penelope was the one who killed him, as well as we had a thing in the uh, roundtable that potentially Penelope was the Gargoyle King. Yeah. So by 
him doing that, he could be trying to cover for Penelope. Yeah, I think because this hilarious story, it would have been kind of fun to have this be, like, the real explanation that he was the Gargoyle King, just because I love how, like, ridiculous it is. But now we're back to, okay, who the hell was wearing the suit back then? Yeah, I kind of was happy knowing who actually did kill Daryl Doily and who, like, actually, like, you know... it's nice to get answers, yeah. even if they are dumb, so it's kind of, it's too bad that we now are being put right back where we started. Yeah. That. But, I mean, Hal should have known, and I guess it ends up working out for him because Betty does end up coming back and talking to him a lot, but um, he should know that his daughter's a better investigator than that and that yeah. she wouldn't just believe him. Although, if it ended up that she did believe him, then at least he would have covered for Penelope. Exactly. But it didn't work out. Like, that story was, like, leakier than, like, the White House. Like, it just was not gonna work. One of the really cool um, theories that you had last year was that the the Black Hood was more than one person. Now it looks like the Gargoyle King is. And it looks like the Black Hood actually was, too. um, Yeah. But although Tallboy was um, not affiliated with the actual Black Hood, he was just, like, Hiram's Black Hood. Yeah. Um, but it really does seem like the Gargoyle King really, like, like, it's clear to me that, like, Tallboy wasn't the Gargoyle King back then. You know yeah. what I mean? So it does have to be more than one Gargoyle King, which is interesting. And it has to be people who are all aware of each other. Yeah. So you're welcome, writers. <laughs> I know that my theory was better and that it was too late in the season for you to fix it last year. Yeah. I'm glad you did it this year. And is there just not going to be, like, is Hiram going to now hire a new Gargoyle King to yeah, probably. to replace Tallboy? Um, actually, now that everyone knows, well, not everyone knows it was Tall. that eliminates the thing. No one can find out that the, the tall Gargoyle was. King was Tallboy because, one, Tallboy was dead, two, Tallboy is dead. Yeah. So, if someone says, where is Tallboy, there's going to be no proof. Even though Jughead knows, Jughead can't say anything because... He has to protect Sweet Pea and Fangs. My angels. Dude, honestly, thank you, Jughead, doing the Lord's work. Yeah. So Betty bounces because she's like, I don't have time for this. I have stuff to do. Yeah. The random guard who needs to deliver clues says that Alice comes every Monday to see Hal, which does not sound like Alice, but like nothing Alice has done this season sounds like Alice. Yeah. So it c- it could have been her. I don't would have been like, I guess. Yeah, I I'm glad that it wasn't because I would have been like, what? Yeah. Um, so Betty finds Alice looking like regular Alice again. Like, Northside Alice. And, like, I had so much hope Mm. that she had, like, suddenly snapped out of it. Yeah. But that was naive. Alice is actually going for an interview in broadcast journalism, which is convenient because I would watch the news if Alice anchored it. Right. Anyway, Betty's like, why are you visiting Dad and spilling all of your secrets about Ascension Night to him? And Alice is like, are you on Fizzle Rocks? I haven't been to see your deadbeat dad in months. Yeah. I guess that means someone must be, like forging Alice's signature as well. You know when people say things like, you have a face for radio, and it means you're ugly? Mm -hmm. Alice has a face for TV journalism. She does. Yeah. She really does. And that's a compliment. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. So Betty calls the prison and asks uh, what the Alice Cooper who's been meeting her dad looks like, which I think would be the funniest phone call to get. Yeah, it'd be so funny. You'd be like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, here's the thing. (laughs) Hi. Yes, hello, it's me, the prison guard. Oh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you called me. I need- <laughs> Chula, I'm trying to get into the bit. Shut up for a second. Jesus Christ. Hi, yeah. Um, you know how I was there the other day and you were talking to me about my mom? I, um, yeah, sorry. Who are you? There are a lot of people that come in this. Oh, room. yeah, sorry. My name is Betty Cooper. I'm the only one who is the daughter of the only prisoner that you seem to have there. Right, okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 neat. 
Dude gets um, a lot of visitors, honestly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, um, we'll we'll address that in another time. Sure. But um, you mentioned to me that my mom visits there a lot. Uh, yeah, I remember doing that, yeah. Yeah, um, I actually, um, really need you to describe to me what my mom looks like, because I haven't seen her in a couple hours, and I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're, you're asking me to explain what your mom looks like to you? Yeah, I said what I said. Uh, okay. She's, a uh, redhead? Oh, okay, okay, uh-huh. Um, No. <laughs> what if she he was like, oh, she's a redhead, and Betty was like, thank you, and then just <laughs> and then just hung up. He's a redhead. Okay, me. Okay, here's the thing. We did that whole bit, holding our fingers up to our faces like Holy. they were phones, and then we just hung them up, just so you guys are clear. Betty's like, um, who's been meeting my dad? Like, what does that person look like? Yeah, and turns out they're Penelope shaped. Yeah. So Betty and Penelope meet up at Pops. And Betty just straight up, like, asks if Penelope is into serial killers, which she is, because she used to write letters, code love letters, to Jeffrey Dahmer, who is, like, one of the most notorious serial killers that has ever existed. Yeah, so if you don't know, here's Jeffrey Dahmer. If you don't know, you're probably happier not knowing. Yeah, but we're gonna go ahead and tell you anyway, because it's relevant. He is an American serial killer and sex offender who committed the rape, murder, and dismemberment of 17 men and boys from 1978 to 1991. So this is like, when did he even go to jail? Many of his later murders involved necrophilia, cannibalism, and the permanent preservation of body body, body parts, Typically all or part of the skeleton. So he's freaking messed up. Yeah, what a neat guy. He's like one of the grossest ones. Like, they're yeah. all gross, but he's pretty he's gross. He's definitely um, one of the most evil. Also, it, that's like Midnight Club Penelope, which I find hard to believe because that was like set in the early 90s, right? Yeah. And his, it says that his, that, that his, his last crime was in 1991 and he died in 1994. He was beaten to death by one of his other inmates. I support that inmate. So what's the... She I don't know, I'm just wondering what the like, timeline is. During that time, I guess. Yeah. Or while she was at the sisters? I don't... Oh god, I don't know. No, because I think... Oh yeah, because she was little. Never mind. Yeah. I don't... Ugh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I so think she wrote, it looks like he was arrested in 1991. Yeah. So. so anyway, she wrote love letters to Jeffrey Dahmer. Gross. Gross. Hmm, gross. Hmm. Betty wants to know why Penelope has been visiting Hal, and the super nasty reason is conjugal visits. Yeah. I want to throw up in my mouth. Will you explain what that is to, to the people who may not know? I don't want to. Do you want me to do it? It's when you go to prison and have sex with someone who's imprisoned. And you have to do- that's why she has to be his wife. That's why she yeah. has to pretend to be Alice. You can't just be a groupie who wants to go in and bang someone. Do you think she also got a fake ID from Reggie? <laughs> I mean, I doubt it. Yeah, because Reggie's I don't a better know person. If Reggie would do that. Mm, mm. I really love the quote that she does, though. Mm. Men and their delusions. Why would they do anything? She has a great point. Yeah, yeah. And I like when she was like, "Yeah, I told him about like this casual thing that ended in murder as pillow talk." I was like, "Y'all are nasty." That we all literally swore not to talk about, and there was like a whole ending scene of an episode where we talked about how we would never talk about it again. I just, I don't I don't have words. Mm -hmm. So Betty rolls back up, and she's like, "Hey." dickhead i know you lie yeah and he's like gee betty why would i do that <laughs> why would i dangle a carrot in front of you isn't that just so strange and betty's like oh my gosh it's because you wanted to spend time with me <laughs> um duh he he's he literally says i just wanted some father daughter time yeah and i'm like i feel like if you hadn't tried to kill all her friends and then turn her into a serial killer mm -hmm. you could have had that yeah 
but whatever. I mean, whatever. Go off, I guess. What can you do? So yeah, that's that's that on that. And then that scene kind of just ends. And I'm like, okay. So Betty gets home to see the freaky farm ladies drinking raw milk. Thank raw you. Raw milk. Thank you for also noticing that. I thought that you were going to make fun of me for not knowing what raw milk is. But what the hell is raw milk? I guess it's like milk that hasn't been homogenized. Unpasteurized milk? Bye. Like straight from the cow's teeth? Bye. I'm upset that I said teat. Me too. You've also said tit and tat. There's a lot of like boob words yeah. going on right now, yeah. and none of them are good. No. Boob is the best one, actually. Oh, Please keep boob. 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 Right from the <laughs> right from the cow's boob. Boob. <laughs> I think um it's called an udder. Yeah, I know it is. Okay. I just it was more fun to say cow boob. Thanks so much. Okay. So the farm ladies are drinking raw milk. Whatever. I don't Whatever. Okay. So Alice got the job thanks to Edgar's connections and not her own talent. Alice is literally attributing all of her success to this dude we've never seen. Why does Edgar have connections at the news station? I don't like that at all. And also, Alice was a reporter who ran the Riverdale Register. That For alone. For years. That alone should give her qualifications. Yeah. Whatever. Also, the farm has a new place to live. Isn't that so exciting? Evelyn's really excited. Are you excited? Will it still be called the farm if it's not on a farm? Probably. I hate it. It's the name of their cult. I hate it. Thanks. Everyone gets to live at the sisters now because they freaking bought it thanks to Betty's money. Mm. So Betty owns real estate, which I'm hoping was Alice's secret plan, but who knows? But here's the thing. Betty doesn't own real estate because she donated to the farm. The farm owns the sisters, right? Oh, right. That's not her money anymore. Yeah, no. What the hell is Alice up to? I don't know. I don't... I hope... I honestly, like, I don't see it right now, but I hope she has, like, an ulterior motive I hope in which she does something too. good happens. I want Alice back. If some, if she does, I'm gonna be like, okay, why didn't you just tell Betty? Like, I get it because of narrative reasons. Yep. But I'm like, why didn't you just tell her that you had a secret plan? Probably because Betty still would be like, that's my money. Let's not gamble. Yeah, it. exactly. But, yeah. So Betty visits Hal again because, of course, she does. She's back in that toxic cycle. <laughs> She says Alice is capable of things only Hal understands because apparently Alice is the villain of this season. I guess. Can you, I'm I'm actually like, I liked this episode a lot, but I'm really mad. Yeah. Like the Alice stuff makes me mad. Mm. Hal says colleges will line up to give Betty scholarships so she doesn't need to worry about losing her tuition. And I'm like, she should worry a little because just because you have a scholarship doesn't mean you have like money to eat, but whatever. Money salad. (laughs) Yummy, yummy. Also, this scene randomly ends with, Hal saying, hey, didn't you take your SATs? Like, how'd you do? And Betty goes, I think I did pretty well. And then the scene's over. No. Really? Yeah. That's how that scene ends. It's so weird. She's like, I think I did pretty well. And then it pans away. I kind of, I really did kind of love that scene though. No, it's a good scene because you're watching Betty fall into like the toxic trap that she was in yeah. last season. And of course, like as much as it is toxic, it is very intriguing to watch. Yeah. It's just like, Hal got what he wanted, again. Although he really didn't kill any of the people that he wanted to kill, so. I think he killed, how many kill did he kill? One? (laughs) Was it just one that he killed? No, it was more than one. Who? Because I'm only counting Midge right now. Maybe I'm stupid. Not for the freaking featherhead. Oh, um, Grundy. Oh, yes, Grundy. Okay, so Hal killed two people. He's like, man, 14. That'll live in the dream. You know what? He probably is really jealous of the Gargoyle King. Yeah. Yeah. He probably really, really is, actually. For real. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all I got for you. Um, hey, Brittany. What would you like, Robin? Um, I'm just wondering if you've heard of any, uh, cool Riverdale conventions happening in this year about Riverdale. Uh, You know what? That's so wild. I actually have. Oh my god, tell me more. Um, it's called Sweet River Con. No way. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it's happening in November of this year, which oh. is the year 2019. Okay. And it's 
already like got some pretty sweet guests lined up. Tell me. Um, Camila Mendez. You she know, plays Ronnie. Veronica. She sure does. Mm-hmm. Um, Skeet Ulrich. Oh my god, he plays FP. He's the sheriff. And Machen Amick. Oh my gosh. She's the uh, person who, she's on the news, she, right? Yeah, she's usually Alice Cooper, but right now she's like alternate universe Bizarro Dale Alice Cooper. She's on the news. She is on the news. Weather girl? I don't know. Yeah, something. Who's to say? She's, yeah. Wow. So all of them are going to be at the con with more coming. Yes, more coming. So you should come up to Vancouver and come to this con. It is a good time. Mm. And if you want to find out more, go to unityeventscanada.com. Or follow them on Twitter at unityeventsca. Yes. Cool. I'm so sorry. Why? We have to talk about Veronica and Archie now. I'm going to go. I can't have you do that because I kind of need you here. You could do the podcast without me. I, But I don't want to. Mm, fair enough. Does that make you feel better? Uh, yeah. Okay. God, I, I just don't. Ugh. So Archie died. Archie stayed dead challenge. Except, no, he didn't. He was mauled by a bear and he's not dead. I have things to say about those scars. Okay. So Archie is the stranger, I guess? I guess. How did he survive was my next question. What a great question. How did they- Oh, he was in Canada. I was like, uh, how did he have the money to pay his medical bills? Yeah, he's fine. Okay, so That's next- not how our medical system works, by the way. People have to pay if they're not from here. So Archie- Like, later, Veronica says- for all we know, he could have walked. He walked from Canada, and like for all we know, he walked. He from did. Canada. That's a long walk, though. Did he have Google Maps on his phone? I think it was just head south, and you at some point you'll hit America. Oh, okay. I mean, that's usually how I drive to the states. It's just oh, I'll just go south. Archie comes in, and the first thing that Fred sees is Vegas, and he goes Vegas, and I'm like, what was that man thinking <laughs> before he saw Archie? Was he just like? I mean, I feel like. My first thought would be like, oh my god, Vegas died, and I'm seeing a spirit right now. Okay. Mine were more aligned along the lines of, like, he thought, like, Vegas was, like, a magic, intrepid dog. Uh. He was like, holy crap, where'd you learn that trick? Both. Yeah. Okay. Did Archie actually walk from the hospital? Question mark. I really feel like, especially in Canada, they'd be like, you can't do that. Is someone coming to pick you up? You know what I mean? No, you can check yourself out. I know, but after you've been mauled by a bear and you died for a bit? Yeah. Once you're good to go, you're good to go. I wasn't even allowed to leave by myself after getting my my wisdom teeth pulled. Yeah, but that's because you were an orthodontist and they couldn't house you there for a while to recover. Whatever. Sorry that I'm right. So he's saying that he woke up in the hospital and they're talking about how, like, is Archie afraid of Hiram? Or Archie says that he he's not really afraid of Hiram himself, but he's afraid of Hiram going after Fred. Fred's saying that he survived the Black Hood twice. Technically, he survived Hal once and Tallboy once. Lol. Well, we um, only just learned that, though. Yeah. No? No, we knew that the whole time. Yeah, we knew that in season two. We Don't worry about that. it. Okay. Also, the Black Hood was literally his next door neighbor this whole time. <sighs> So it's like, how, why did you, I know this is is a question for season two, but like, why did you shoot Fred at Pops when you could have shot him at his own house? You could have like snuck over in the middle of the night and murked him while he slept. Yeah. And then, and then nobody would have known. Yeah. Well, whatever. Archie goes to the speakeasy and Veronica's doing like math or something. I don't know. I love that Archie at no point questions the fact that Veronica owns a speakeasy. I'm pretty sure he knew when he left. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay, 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 okay. He creepy stands behind Veronica until she notices. Um, and basically what she's really upset about is that he never called. And it's like he literally said that he was, like, cutting off all ties. He was so. on the run from your dad. Yeah. And also, he didn't have a phone. So he didn't have Google Maps on his phone. I'm pretty sure he didn't even have a phone, dude. Okay. They, do they not know how hair dye works? No. Because... <clears throat> 
if you dye your hair dark, you can't just put in some red hair dye and be like, done, now my hair's back to red. Like, you have to bleach your hair before you put it back to red. There's no freaking way that they dyed his hair back using bleach and it's the exact same shade of orange. Like, there's just no way. Why are you looking for hair dye logic in the Riverdale universe? I just want people to know that that's incorrect. Oh, so you just want them to practice safe bleaching? Yeah. Okay. Archie says that he, like, understands if Veronica never wants to see him again, but she does. She, like, kisses- Here's the thing. You're dating Reggie. Before, like, later when they, like, actually do it and stuff, she's, like, kind of a little bit broken up with Reggie, so it's, like, okay, whatever. But, like, but, like this? at this point, she's, like, literally currently dating Reggie. But, like, is she? Because they only shared one kiss. That's he's not like, dating. But he's, like, as far as we know- but this is, like, after Archie has been in the hospital for a while. So, like, well, there's been a... How much time has passed here? Judging by his scar, like, six months. But it hasn't been. No, it's been, like, a week tops. Yeah. So, a lot of things could happen in that week, but we know that Reggie is comfortable enough to, like, come up to Veronica and kiss her in the hall. Yeah, like, they're definitely, like, a couple at school for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, cool. So, FP and Fred go to visit Hiram. <gasps> and Leo and Nico are also there, my new faves. Okay, I just love, like, any scene that Fred and FP are in, mm. gold. Do you ship Fred Scythe? Um, I could. Okay, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. yeah. But I ship it in the same way that I'd ship, like, Sierra and Alice, for example, mm. which I've always been, like, intrigued by. Uh-huh. Um, is, like, I like those pairings, but I know that, like, realistically I can't have them. Mm. But, like, that's what shipping's for, is right. just doing whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Fred tells Hiram that Archie is home. Why? Like, we know that Hiram already knows, so it's like, why are you telling him? I think, I think Fred thought of it as a power move. To be, he's like, I want to be the one to tell him to watch his reaction. Right, and Fred's like, hi, I'm here to threaten you, but I kind of needed a point to, like, come here. Yeah. Like, I could have called you, but I didn't. But it also gives us the absolute best Hiram line we've had in a while. Oh my god. Say it. He is? Well, that's just great, Fred. That's just great, Fred. I love him. Like, Mark Consuelos is a genius. My next note is Mark is a gift. The darker he goes and the deeper he goes into Hiram, the funnier Hiram is. I remember when Hiram first came in at the beginning of season two being like, I feel like the guy who plays him is really like off. Like I don't, you know, it doesn't feel like he's really, I don't really know how to explain this, but I think I I felt like he wasn't like there emotionally and I felt like he was kind of detached you know and it was like oh wait that was the whole f- point. and looking back on it I'm like that's that's he was Hiram genius. yeah and now you see you I, like I look at him now and I'm just like that's Hiram like his yeah. characterization is perfect and like especially because the only time you see him emotional is when he's like scheming yeah and like the only time you see him happy is when something like works yeah. it's delicious it's pretty clear that he's a sociopath oh for sure so oh for sure I'm just like I'm nuts about Mark Consuelos in this role yeah like I'm gonna be sad if Hiram dies because I think he adds such complexity to the show and he adds like someone you just love to hate. It's like it's like the the Black Hood was the big bad in season two and the Gargoyle King is the big bad in this one. But like throughout They're all faceless. that Hiram is also the big bad, yeah. you know? And it's like it's like oh, okay, like you know, you have the mystery of the Black Hood and the mystery of the Gargoyle King, but they're faceless people, so you yeah. can't really put like you can't really ascribe a personality or anything to them. Whereas like Hiram is a fully fleshed character that is allowed out in the world that we're used to mm-hmm. and is allowed to cause chaos. Right. And that's really fun to watch. I mm-hmm. love watching him do this. Yeah. I mean, I want to kill him, but I love it. I, I agree. If I, I don't think Hiram will die. You don't think so? 
Uh, not from being shot just now, I don't think. Oh, no, 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 I don't think Hiram will die. I think, like, but the if he, end of the season. But if he did, I'd be really sad. Yeah. Um, even, like, like, I'd be sad just because I think Hiram's a really interesting character, but also for Veronica, like, that sucks. Yeah. Hiram says that he has never wished any harm to either of their sons, Jughead or Archie. Liar? Um, literal liar, but okay. Like, go off, I guess. <laughs> you had Archie imprisoned and then had people beat the crap out of him, but whatever. And Jughead. Yep. Although that might have just been the ghoulies. I don't remember. Fred threatens to kill Hiram. Are we meant to think that Fred is the one who shot him in this episode? Oh, if we are, I don't. No, I, I, I definitely think about it. I definitely don't think that at all. But Fred literally does threaten to kill him in this episode. Like, I would love if that, that was the case. Mm. Because <clears throat> that would actually give Fred something to do for the first time in two seasons. I I just like I don't know. I it feels he's supposed to be the 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 radiant knight. He's supposed to be like the good dad. The good dad, the moral the morality of the show is yeah. Fred, and if he were to actually shoot Hiram, I'd probably be kind of disappointed because I'd be like, that's not Fred. But at the same time, people will do extreme things to protect their children. That's true. Are we meant to think that Fred shot him? Hiram didn't really touch Archie at all this episode, so, like, why would Fred shoot him? But Fred says that he would be fine, like, would be totally fine going to jail for that because it'd be worth mm-hmm. it. My next note is FP is such a noodle. Explain why FP is a noodle. Well, Fred, like, walks out all angry, and FP follows him, just, like, with his dumbass smile yeah. on his face. he's, like, straight chill. He's like, yeah. And the awesome. first word that came to my mind was, what a noodle. That's so weird. Hmm. But I love FP. I love hmm. him there. He's just like, he was so glad that someone was finally serving it to Hiram, and it was Fred. Yeah. Who wouldn't hurt a fly. And Fred's no, like, I'm will- coming. Yeah, Fred's like, I will murk you. And FP's like, yeah. He will. Yeah. And if he doesn't, I'll do it for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Archie's talking to Weatherby, and Weatherby thinks that Archie should repeat the 11th grade. Is it? Uh, did Obviously. he specifically say the 11th grade? Junior year, he said. So yeah, 11th grade. Why are they taking the SATs in junior year? What a fun question. Aren't the SATs for 12th grade? Brittany, why are you trying to ascribe logic to Riverdale? God damn it. <laughs> I had that coming, but I'm mad about it. But like... I don't know, Weatherby, who is an education professional and who has been the principal for a very long time, thinks you should repeat 11th grade, and that was literally my first thought when you came back. So, I don't know, I just think Archie should repeat 11th grade, and his only problem with that is that he doesn't get to graduate with his friends. Okay, but in Fred's vision, he did, so everything will be fine. In Fred's dream? Yeah. It was a dream. And also, Cheryl didn't in his dream, because Cheryl's supposed to be a year older than, but then they changed it. Eh. Hang on, I'm reading when you take the SATs. Okay. Oh, it's typ- typically taken by high school juniors and seniors. Uh, for a second, I thought you were saying, like, when during the year. I was like, you've already looked that up. No, I mean, what grade? November, December, October, whenever you want. Archie's like, I want to graduate with my friends. And I'm like, that's what you get for pleading guilty, you idiot. <sighs> Whose fault is that? Literally his own. So... Like I said before, Reggie tries to kiss Veronica at school, and she's like, oh my god, Reggie. I'm like, how is he supposed to know not to talk, not to do that? Yeah. Because you literally, he literally says, like, you didn't text me back last night. Yeah. And he doesn't know Archie's back. He doesn't know Archie's back. Veronica is, like, supposed to be, like, kind of in a relationship with him, and then she doesn't text him back, and of course, like, sweet Reggie is like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, you didn't text me back. You usually do. Like, I'm just wondering. Sweet Reggie. Yeah, who expected? <laughs> no one. Also, Ross Butler, who played, um... Reggie in season one. Who? I literally don't even recall that person. Um, I don't recall that person because Ross Butler, uh, has been in some trouble. Ugh, what else is new? Probably. Yeah. What a person is a bad- is bad? No way. Hang on, I'm looking up what he did. Okay. Pretty sure he hates fat women. 
Mm. Remember when I said that I thought it was something fat shamey? Uh-huh. 13 reasons why Ross Butler and Courtney Love sued for attempted murder. <gasps> Neat! <laughs> what? Frances Bean Cobain's ex-husband, Isaiah Silva, is suing her mother, Courtney Love, and 13 Reasons Why star Ross Butler in an attempted murder case. How the heck did Courtney Love and Ross Butler team up to murder somebody? I will let you know right now. Okay. As the story goes, Hollywood Life reports that Isaiah Silva has reportedly claimed that back in 2016, Ross Butler, along with Courtney Love's manager, Sam Lufty, and a private investigator named John Nazarian, broke into his home in an attempt to steal a guitar from him that once belonged to Francis's father and Love's late husband, Kurt Cobain. Who was Ross Butler even in 2016? I literally haven't heard of him until he came to Riverdale and then 13 Reasons Why. According which I didn't even watch. This gets worse. Okay. According to reports, Francis gave her ex-husband the guitar during the couple's divorce settlement, though given the sentimental value of the instrument decided she wanted it back. TMZ reports that Silva is claiming the men burglarized, robbed, assaulted, sexually battered, kidnapped, and attempted to murder him in his West Hollywood home. Okay, while you may be wondering how 13 Reasons Why star Ross Butler knows or is connected to Courtney Love, the I pair sure have reportedly been friends for quite some time. In fact, Love even attended the 13 Reasons Why premiere alongside Butler in 2017. Ross explained the genesis of their friendship, clarifying that um, a good friend of mine is her manager. Uh, he elaborated, he was like, hey, do you want to meet Courtney Love? And I said, sure. She and I just clicked really well. She's super educated, like a walking encyclopedia. She's just decided to keep me around and has been my mentor and my big sister ever since. And now y'all are being sued for attempted murder. So, like, Charles Melton is a real step up. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Um, on account of the murder. Yeah, so let's keep him. But Veronica tells Reggie that Archie is back. And Reggie is, like, all in all, pretty understanding. Of what happened. Yeah. But then Veronica has this idea to make everything better. Why are all her ideas just parties? I don't know, but this is a really weird time for a party. Yeah. Um, okay, so Hiram is with the Blossoms, minus Cheryl. Okay, they and look Anna way Rose. too comfortable in this scene. They're like, yeah, we're like, this is how criminals are supposed to sit around with their legs all akimbo and cigars in their mouths. And I'm like, you guys look stupid. <laughs> I know, and then Hiram's like, Claudius, hello, we're not friends. And Claudius is like, hmm. Yeah, Claudius is like, I'm comfortable in my role here, and Hiram's like, you shouldn't be. He's he's like, hey, just, like, hey, I heard that the sisters is up for grabs, and she's like, oh yeah, turn it into my brothel, and he's like, um, enough with the brothel. The church. No. Um, but Hiram has other plans that Claudius will be the new sheriff, and Claudius is like, I'm not about that, and he's like, oh, too bad. Bold of you to assume that you had a choice. Yeah, no choice for you. Jughead is, sh- like, Trying to help Archie study, and I guess he's just giving him some vocab words. Archie doesn't know big words. He's never gonna know big words. That's what I think is funny, actually, about this, because iconoclast is a word that Jughead has literally used to describe himself, I think, last season. Yep. And Archie says, how am I supposed to know that? And I'm like, Jughead does. (laughs) Yeah, Jughead knows because Jughead's actually smart. Yeah. I like that the show has recognized that Archie's actually just a stupid boy. So he's trying to study, um, where, where's Veronica? Setting up her party, I guess. I guess. Betty's trying to score his test, and his marks are, like, really bad. Yeah. Jughead leaves because he gets a text from Fangs, which is literally just, like, the devil emoji, mm-hmm. which I love that for them. Yep. They talk about how in second grade, Archie couldn't read, and then Betty helped him. Archie never learned read. to read. You couldn't read in second grade? Yeah, in first grade, I was already reading, like, multi-chapter books. Yeah, I was reading, like, in, like, kindergarten. Yeah. But I was also a prodigy, you know? I'm, like, a pretty... I'm a genius. I guess. So. That's what you need to tell yourself. Oh, yeah, my next note is still can't read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
He's Jared, he's 19, and he never f***ing learned how to read. Um, he's Archie, he's 16, and he never freaking learned how to read. <laughs> so, they're putting his hair back to red. Like, sorry, KJ, but you can't use your regular hair color anymore. Yeah, that was a damn shame. And it's party time! And she's like, it, it was a study party, but now it's not. I'm like, cool, so... I, I just feel like I would have shown up to the party and I've been like, I brought all my binders and stuff. Like, I would, seriously? yeah, I've been like, I would have been like, hey, sweet, we're having a party instead of studying because I hate studying. Mm. But that would have driven you nuts. Well, that's annoying. It's just like, first of all, I don't like parties. And second of all, like, hello, it's the SATs. Of course I want to study. And it's like more fun to study with a group of your peers rather than just by yourself. So it's like, I don't get studying done in that environment. I have to have complete silence. No one around me. Otherwise, I will not get it done. To be perfectly honest, I didn't really study in, cl- in school. Um, I studied, but it never worked. Hmm. So, because I have no memory. Well, if anybody was going to plan on going to a study party, that's probably how they like to study. So I'm a little disappointed for them. But Reggie, knowing that this was a party for Archie, why is he here? Just to be supportive? Because those are still his friends. Yeah. We thought the song that she sings, which is called... It is two, mm-hmm. which means it's you, and it's a song from 1973. It, the beginning sure does just sound like O Canada. It it is the beginning is our national anthem. Yeah, it literally starts dun 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 dun, and it's like what? It's too funny actually because I like listen to the actual original, and it fully still it just sounds like O Canada. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, do the composers know that like they did that or why? Do you think Veronica chose this song knowing that Archie doesn't know Spanish and hardly knows English? <laughs> that, was a, that was a double whammy. That was a double whammy. Because he lives in America, so, like, learn some Spanish. Right. Um, actually, just learn any other language. There's an English version of this song called Touch the Wind, but it looks like the lyrics are completely different. Um, but there was a song called Touch the Wind that, like, had the exact same music and it was the same singer but didn't even really have, like, the same message. Like, It's You is a song in Spanish and it's, like, about, you know, uh, it's you, like, no matter what and, like, in my dreams, blah, 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 it's you. And Touch the Wind is, like, a bunch of nature metaphors. So I'm like, okay. But Archie's literally triggered and leaves. Mm -hmm. I support Archie in this decision, but I understand why Reggie was upset. Yeah, he did what he had to do to keep himself safe, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it was still O Canada, just so we're clear. Yeah. Uh, Veronica and Reggie have a chat. Uh, Veronica's, like, trying to defend Archie, and he's like, Archie seems pretty freaking different now. Like, what if it's permanent? Like, what if if this is forever and this is just who he is now? Um, all change ends up being permanent in a person. It's Mm -hmm. just how they adapt to it. Right. That matters. Reggie, you're stupid. Wow. Thank you. What? Are you? Are you JK Rowling? Oh god. That was beautiful. But either way, Veronica won't promise anything. So Reggie's pissed about that and he gets mad at Archie in the locker room. Okay, Reggie, this is how you know that Reggie is spoiled and has never had a hardship in his life because he doesn't understand trauma. Yeah. Kevin is also there. Could I ask a real quick question? Why was Kevin there? How do you think their G&G game is going? Probably not great. Why? Well, because they keep getting interrupted by study parties. Hmm. Yeah. But, like, what happened to the Reggie, Kevin, Josie, G&G game? Um, they forgot to keep writing it. Who was the GM? Um, no, they forgot to keep writing it. Okay. Archie's scar. That is not a scar that's a week old. I'm gonna put that- I think six months is too long. I think because it's slightly pink, mm. I'm gonna give it, like, a month to two months, yeah. maybe? Because, like, it was ripped open, right? So, like, yeah. a week, which is what this like, is kind of supposed to be. Like, he died from, from it's blood loss. barely gonna be scabbed over. Yeah. So, like, I'm gonna give this, like, two, yeah, two months. Two months. So. Um, but this is the world of Riverdale where things happen really quickly and magically, so... Like, on the island, things heal faster. Yeah, mm. and that's just also how Riverdale works. So Hiram goes to Hermione and says that he wants to buy the sisters to live in it. Why? That's like a school. If you wanted to live somewhere, buy anywhere else in Riverdale. Yeah. 
build something new. And Hermione's like, isn't that, like, fully haunted? And he's like, no, like, we'll cleanse it of the spirits. Okay, maybe somebody who's listening to this will understand this better. I tried to do some research and couldn't really find anything. Um, But he says it's going, they'll, like, cleanse it. um, Like, somebody will cleanse it. And he uses the word senora. Yeah, what the hell? But, like, as far as I can tell, and obviously we don't speak Spanish, so we don't know. I speak some Spanish. Okay, senora means missus, right? Just yeah. Just like a woman? He's just like, I'll have a woman. What does that mean? Like, I'm pretty sure people, like, mediums do that sort of thing, where they, like, bring in, what, Yeah, he and- could say, he could literally have, like, any other, like, Spanish equivalent, like, word for, like, medium, yeah. or, like, someone who, like, cleanses things, but he just says, I'll have a person come in. Yeah. A woman. I'm like, what? What? What does that mean? Also, why use that word in Spanish, then, if it's just a woman? Like, I'll just have someone come in. I don't know. If you guys have more insight in this, people who are listening to this, I if guess, you guys have more insight, please let us hang know. Hang on, no, because I'm just contradicting it. Because you could colloquial, colloquially say, oh, oh, I'll have a woman come in. Yeah, but why has it got to be a lady? I don't know, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could just say, like, oh, yeah, I'll just have a woman come in. Okay. Okay, no, okay, I think, I think that's it. Right. And we're just, like, trying to figure it out through translating brains right yeah. okay he's like anyway uh claudius is gonna be the new sheriff so please go ahead since you're the mayor haha <laughs> remember that time when you became mayor just to uh do my bidding um please appoint claudius as the sheriff and she's like well no because i don't even know what your plans are and he's like oh. she's like i don't even like claudius that much to be honest she's with like, you. man too bad here's an actual passive aggressive threat to you so, do it! Thanks! Bye! So, yet again, more confirmation that Hermione is indeed in uh, an ign- uh, canically acknowledged abusive relationship. Yeah! Fred comes into Archie's room. He's, like, done his laundry. Um, and, and Archie's figuring out him his, uh, his home, home decor. Yeah. Um, Interior design is very important to the uh, mental health. Right. Fred is, like, looking at old pictures, and Archie is saying that he feels, like, lost and bad, but doesn't really want to talk about it because he has to keep studying. Mm-hmm. And Fred kind of just, like, takes the laundry away. He's just doing Archie's laundry for him. No, I know, but he brought that in and said, here's some fresh whites, here you go, and then he takes it back. Like, he doesn't get new, I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Whatever. Okay, here's a thing that we did research on. Reggie can't be on Bumble. This is, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get real with you for a second. Yes. I think that, I think that the CW taking money from Bumble in order to have a sponsored, like, moment in this television show was really inappropriate. Agreed. Because this show is aimed at teenagers. Uh CW shows are aimed at teenagers and young adults. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are under 18. Bumble is, you cannot use Bumble if you are under 18 for a lot of reasons, a lot of which is that there are adults on Bumble. It's super illegal to do any sort of thing with someone underage. And here's the, and another thing is it's like, it's not even necessarily they're, that they're pedophiles and they're trying to get after you. It's like, if it says you're 18, maybe they just don't know. Like, the, yeah. you, you're you're making people, you're jeopardizing people yeah. who don't mean to be bad. So now, like, people are, like, kids see that and they say, oh, Bumble's being advertised. I'm gonna go see what the hell that is. Right. They can sign up and then either don't know that they're supposed to be 18 or lie and say, yeah, I'm 18. Yeah. And Bumble is, like, paying the CW to advertise, like, their app on that. Mm -hmm. I find that to be, like, a hugely inappropriate thing that they did. And I, like, I want to call them out on it, but, like, what can I do? And it's just, like, I just wonder because there has now been multiple instances in the past few episodes made us potentially think that Reggie is over 18. For example, he can go up to Canada and buy beer and stuff. But what's he doing in high school in the same grade as them? Right. And I'm just trying to make sense of nothing. But, like, maybe he... 
missed a grade and he had to, like, maybe he failed a grade and stayed behind. Or maybe he just, like, I mean, it's Reggie. He's probably just, like, doing illegal things. Which is fine. Canonically, like, that's something that Reggie would do is sneak onto a dating app. Yeah. In the real world, a dating app should not be advertising itself on a network aimed at young adults who are underage. And the character who's using it is clearly underage. Yeah. So it's incredibly inappropriate. And like, I, I'm torn between wanting to do something about it and knowing that like, it's a fight that like, yeah, ultimately I'll never win. Yeah. But I do think that it is a choice that the Riverdale writers, producers made that I think is really like, it's just disgusting to me. Mm. Like, kids don't, kids don't even use dating apps. Like, teenagers? That's what Snapchat's for. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Reggie has an iPhone X. He sure does. I noticed that about him. Okay. Do you think that's Charles's phone? No. No? No. Okay. I think that's his phone. Reggie's phone? Yeah. Not Charles's phone? Why would it be Charles's phone? Well, I I mean, I know that it's like a big uh, uh, TV show, but like, um, it's a nice phone. It's like an iPhone X. And uh, when... I didn't look like films. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I would just use my own phone. Yeah, like not a dummy. Yeah. Uh, So I guess that was my question. I noticed that his picture of himself, like his main profile picture on the app is him shirtless. (laughs) So there you go. That's another thing. But that's, uh, that's Reggie. Archie wants to talk about cheating on the SATs. This is my favorite moment in the episode. Why? It's so funny. It's just a little misunderstanding. And then everything goes to crap. Yeah, that's true. That, that's just real, the TV show. It's so good. I need to talk to you about cheating. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Completely misunderstands. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did she tell you? She told me not to tell you. I don't know. And Archie's, and Archie's like, sorry, like, what? What? What are you talking about? And he's like, what are you talking about? I love that crap. Um. So later, Veronica is in Archie's room crying and points to Reggie, honestly, for immediately calling Veronica and saying, I'm so sorry. Yep. Like, not, not letting Veronica just find out when Archie yeah, came he was to confront honest. her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the bar's low, but at least he did it. Yeah. She says, basically, I was mad and sad. Sorry. And he's like, it's okay. Uh, it's, it's fine. He's dead inside. Yeah. Um, and then they do sexy times. Again, they're 16. And again, it just really feels like you're kind of with Reggie at this part. At this point, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel bad for Reggie, I guess. He's not, like, the greatest person, but I feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, where is Fred? Who knows? Probably used to hearing it. Um, also, she still has her shoes on when they cut away. What? Really? Yeah, she's wearing heels. I'm like, you don't take off your shoes when you enter the house? I don't know. Oh, not good. Um, they're taking the SATs. Archie freaks out and leaves. Same. Uh, Veronica can't go or she'll get a fail. I, like, Do not fail college. Do not fail for that man. Oh, my God. Literally, I was, like... I feel like I was, like, screaming at the TV when this happened. I was like, don't go. Don't you dare go. You were screaming at the TV. Oh, I was. I was there next to you. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, don't go. We were both yelling at the TV going, he's not worth it! (laughs) But I guess the teacher doesn't care about Archie. She's like, oh, okay, have fun, bye. Yeah, she's like, she was like, that one's weird. I guess she was like, is something okay? Is something wrong? And then he just kept going and she was like, eh, whatever. Also, Veronica, hey, I care about your yeah. your education. Archie's in the bathroom, has another, like, sort of, like, flashback type of thing and breaks the mirror. That's bad luck! The mirrors in that school get broken a lot. So true. And Archie needs all the luck he can get, so... Yikes. After Hiram gets shot... Archie runs to the hospital to find Veronica, and Hermione's in with Hiram. And Veronica thinks that Archie shot Hiram because the timing kind of works out. Veronica, your dad is the one who's been hunting Archie the whole time. Yeah. 
And now you're going to turn around and be like, Archie, did you do it? Archie's offended, but, like, honestly, could have been. I mean, it could have been. Archie's been like, acting weird. He's been dark Archie. I mean, I guess. I'm just, like, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, Veronica, is there anyone you don't suspect of murder? Mm. You know? So it seems to me that Varchi is no more, at least in this moment. Do you think Varchi is no more for Evs? No, not for Evs. No. They're supposed to be endgame. I think they are endgame. Mm. I mean, it was always going to be Varchi or Varchi. Yeah. I think Archie goes to talk to Fred and is basically saying everything is bad and sad. He's saying, oh, like, I broke up with my girlfriend, which I broke up with, like, months ago, but whatever. And uh, I'm bad at school because I haven't been there, blah, blah, blah. It's honestly kind of nice to hear him complaining about high school problems. Yeah. Just, like, regular person problems, you know? Yeah. And not, like, attempted murder problems. Yeah, like, I was mauled by a bear, but I'm more sad about this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, how are your internal organs doing, Archie? But they're saying that, like, you can't pretend everything is all the same now. Every day, Archie fought to stay alive, and you just gotta keep fighting. Yeah. Claudius is dead somehow for some reason. People keep ending up dead in that prison. Like, Hiram has already been shot, so we know it's not Hiram. Yeah. Could have been one of his goonies. I guess. I just don't know what the, like, what did Claudius do wrong? He did everything Hiram told him to. He just got caught. He got caught. Well, Hiram doesn't sound really angry about it on the phone. He's just like, ha, yeah, Claudius, lol, what a, what a guy. I think because he doesn't see any value in Claudius. I guess. Reggie comes in because Veronica has broken up with Archie. Reggie brings in flowers and a balloon, and the balloon says, It's a boy! God bless him. Can you tell me you had headcanons regarding this balloon? Yeah. I thought either he went to the hospital empty-handed and bought the flowers in the balloon while he was there, and the balloon is like, Oh crap, there's nothing here. I'll just pick this. Or he was like, this is gonna be so funny. Or he went in with the flowers and he was like, suddenly this isn't enough. I need an object in each hand. Mm -hmm. And he went inside and he was like, there's nothing like applicable here. Which I kind of find ridiculous because it's a hospital gift shop. Yeah. So like, wouldn't they have to get well? Yeah. Yeah. But he was like, oh, they're out of the get well soon. And they're out of the get well. So it's a boy. (laughs) Because you know what? Hiram's a boy. I thought he was... I think it'd be funnier if he was like, it's a boy! Me! I'm the boy! (laughs) So Archie decides that he kind of like gets a new start because he did some spring cleaning. He's drinking for some reason, I guess. Oh my god. Do you think this is going to be a storyline in which Archie becomes an alcoholic? Probably. And I'm like, he's 16. Talk to FP about it, I guess. He's punching his punching bag or whatever is I, I guess it's super early morning because fred is like um sup fred's like hey you're gonna wake alice up and i'm like i'm glad the show remembers that they're neighbors yeah i love that and, and it also implies that alice has complained about hasn't done a noise complaint on them before can you fully picture like season two alice like marching over there in her bathrobe and like hammering on the door i can picture season one alice doing that for sure i miss alice when's she coming back do you think i don't know I loved the scene where um, Alice and Hal both came over to Fred's house and they were like, Fred, we don't want Archie hanging out with Betty anymore. And Fred was like, sucks. Cool. (laughs) It's like, that's good because then I don't have to deal with you. Yeah. I think Archie should get real boxing gloves. I agree. Because he's going to tear up his knuckles. Yes. He he punched a bunch of ice that one time. He punched a mirror and now he's punching this. I'm like, protect his hands. I feel, I'm his, a little worried His hands should be broken fully. And he was doing all the fights? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With oh like no gloves And he well. tried to fight a bear. Yeah. Archie, bop him in the schnoz. Now I've thrown him off his rhythm. <laughs> um, the last thing I have is that um, he made his room look like a cell. Cool. Yikes. Like, that was a choice. I choose to make my space beautiful because that helps my brain be organized. Mm -hmm. Archie went a different direction. 
It's an hour. It's an hour. Um, now it's time for our segments. My first segment is a sexual joke. Head question mark, question mark, question mark, and the answer is yes, always yes. I don't care. And my segment is which MILF was the most badass? It wasn't Alice. So I'm going to give it to Sierra because she's continuing to help. Ooh, Sierra and Hermione tie mm. because Hermione stood up to Hiram and she made FP Sheriff. Right. Yeah. Hermione stood up to Hiram, but she also like was with him in the hospital, but that's kind of like a wife thing to do. Yeah. Not Penelope. No. <laughs> Um, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? Tall boy kind of brought it up. Tall boy heckin' did, it yeah. counts. So, um, now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Hiram for... He is? Well, that's just great, Fred. Well, that's just great, Fred. It's just great, Fred. Congrats, Fred. Well, that's just great. That's gonna be a line set around Sarcastic Hiram. More sarcastic Hiram, please. I love him. Around this house, we say the phrase, I'm just trying to plan my life, Alice. And now we're going to also be saying the phrase... That's just great, Fred. That's just great, Fred. Yeah. And my best line award goes to Reggie for... You were attacked by a friggin' bear? Same. Because it's like, yeah, sure, that's just another day ending in Y in Riverdale. Same. Yeah. Um, now it's time for our trailer reaction. Oh, it says with Kelly Ripa on it. Oh my god. Finally! Finally! I'm so excited! I love what it says with Kelly Ripa. They're like, yeah, in the contract, you gotta say with Kelly Ripa and everything. I respect her. Yeah. That's a hustle. It, like, sucks to, like, have to wait to watch the extended trailer, but every time it happens, I'm, like, so happy we did it on the podcast. Because yeah. we only ever get to see the regular trailer um, after the episodes. So it's, like, so fun to watch the extended. Okay, ready? Okay, ready? Yep. Three, two, one, play. You've got to deal with your demons head on. Finally, bring Josie Shoot back. Excuse oh me. Oh my god. You're exploiting other women. I do it. Kelly Ripa! Finally! You're a part oh of Oh my it. god, she's a thief. can't go there. It's a settlement. It's like oh she's gosh. committed the perfect murder. No rest for the wicked. Not in a wicked town. What the heck? What? Who committed the perfect murder? What the heck is going on with Hermione and Jughead? Who, who committed the perfect murder? Who's to say? Okay, okay. Okay. Also, why is Josie randomly over at yeah. Archie's house? I don't know. I'm like, why is he? I don't know. It's kind of neat, though. I like when they hang out. Could you shoot your husband? Jughead, she's like, I wish. I wish it was me. Okay, somebody's dropping down money. Penelope is exploiting other women at the brothel. Is no, Kelly I Ripa think Betty's those? saying that to Kelly Ripa. Oh, okay. She does a job. She gets paid for it. Jughead has another Glamourge egg, wherever the heck that came from. You're a part of it, says Veronica. And I don't know what who. it is. And it's just a piece of paper, who's to say? It looks pretty official, though. Archie's being pushed down on the... On a... A Glamour J egg! What is Archie being pushed down on? It's a bar. I think it's at the speakeasy, maybe. Yeah. Or the white worm. <clears throat> Wait, the white worm was taken over. Yeah. Hiram owns the white worm, yeah. never mind. And then there's a setup for FP. So I guess somebody was like, um, 911, I yeah. need the sheriff. Jughead's like, don't go there, they're gonna freaking murder you or something. Veronica's doing a fancy walk. Somebody's committed the perfect murder. It's a she- Betty's telling this to Hal. Honestly, I love Hal still being here. Like, I really thought they were just gonna be like, Hal's gone forever, boink. It's interesting yeah. remembering that he's here. That well, he's not dead. the thing that I find <laughs> interesting is that in the first promo, it led me to believe that, like, Betty was slagging on Alice, but now it's pretty clear that she's talking about Kelly Ripa mm. committing the perfect murder. Except Hiram isn't dead. So if... she must kill someone else. Oh boy, okay. Um, and then uh, Betty is seeing Dr. Colonel Jr. again, getting some information on a clipboard this this can't be like cut differently like it's like literally has to be hermione and jughead yeah like she's putting a jacket on him i think she's putting his heavy jacket on him so did she take his serpent jacket off right oh yeah he's pretty yeah and it looks like it's veronica and reggie who are burning things from this 
speakeasy? Yep. Or they could be burning stuff from Hiram's office while he's gone. Or his study. Oh, maybe. Maybe. But we know that that's like Reggie's weird old ass yep. truck. So that's definitely them. And Archie, who definitely isn't really gonna kill Hiram. No. No. He's pro- That's probably like, he's probably not even there with a gun. He's probably just dreaming it. Again. Yeah. He's like, every time I kill Hiram, I wake up and I haven't killed Hiram. Yep. That's the worst. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tubes. Uh, if you are so inclined, please write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. Uh, it's always in the description. If you're interested in letting us know some things that you like about the podcast and some things that maybe we could work on, we'd love to hear from you. If you're a fan of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, we like to talk about that show too on this feed. So if you want to, you can check that out. Yes, 102 should be out very soon. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We have uh, uh, season four and season five out. We went to Unity Days, so we're going to be doing a wrap-up of Unity Days pretty soon. And we are also going to be doing season six. Yep. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. There's like a lot of them that we talk about. For Lost, we've done season one and we're halfway through season two. Yep. We're having fun over there. We have guests. So if you like Lost, hit us up. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show, too. In fact, we now have an iTunes link, uh, so you, probably if you look on any of your favorite podcast apps, you should be able to find it if you search a Fictionados, and 101 will be coming out on January 31st, 2019, and will be going, uh, every three weeks, there will be a new episode every Thursday, and, uh, up until season three starts, so we'll be finishing season one before season three starts. Nice. Um, if you are so inclined and you want to come up to Vancouver to go to Sweet River Con, um, we would be super into that. November, check out unityeventscanada.com or unityeventsca on Twitter. We'll see you there. Maybe. No, we will. Oh, okay. Um, you can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because we didn't say before, but um, we use the money for hosting fees because we have five podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's expensive. Yeah. Also, uh, if you want to send in a voicemail like King's Token did, mm-hmm. uh, like I said before, our email is aficionadospodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send something um, as an MP3, that'd be great. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. Join us next episode for 311, The Red Dahlia. Right. I think it's directed by Greg Smith again, who I have met um, because he was on Rookie Blue. Ah, yes. Um, And he's a lovely person. Mm -hmm. It looks like it was a book by Linda LaPlante. It's basically about the Black Dahlia, but different. So it's literally like, oh, we're talking about the Black Dahlia, but something else happened. So let's call it the Red Dahlia because it's similar. It's like a slightly different take. Yeah, right. Um, And of course, the Black Dahlia was a murdered woman. So great. Love that so much. Uh, It's also a flower. The reason why the Black Dahlia was called the Black Dahlia is because her, I think it was because her hair was black and she was beautiful. Yeah. Like a flower. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh! <gasps> that's probably what Penelope's brothel is called. Ew. It's probably, that's probably true. Ew. And if not, that's a, they should keep that. Okay. Uh, okay, love you, bye! Love you, love me, bye!